Hey everybody, this is Steve. And this is Parndog. Did I already say that one? Yes, you did. Damn it. This I'll, is... I'll give you one more shot. Go ahead. <laughs> this is P. Oh my god. I don't even know what else I to am... say right now. I just... I, I, you could have gone with a lot. Hey, Parnelius. Or any, <laughs> any, any, anything else. All right, here we go. Hey, uh, this is a Flippin' and Mashing episode, I think, 27. Um, we got a decent amount of stuff to talk about today. Uh, one, we got new stuff. Uh, that I, I got a brand new pinball machine. Uh, well, new to me. Oh very my god, old machine, you got a new inbox. You bought a Primus. No, no, no. There are some new stuff. Again, you bought there's, Pirates there's, of the Caribbean. <laughs> yes. I got Pirates <laughs> you of the sold Caribbean. one of your kids. <laughs> yes. I have been shooting pinballs across into other ships uh, for days now. No. Um, it's... it's it's much cheaper, <laughs> much, much cheaper than uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. No, it's uh, Dragon. So it's an, it's an older game. It's a Gottlieb System 1. It's made probably 74 or something like that. Anyways. Uh, you know, if we don't find this, Chris is going to. Yeah, he's going to. So you, you, you get to work on the Dragon. We're going to the, in, the Internet Pinball Database. But 78. It's 78. actually newer than I thought. Okay. Well. When did Roller Disco come out? Look that up real quick. What do you think I am? The internet? You got it in front of you. It'll be fine. <laughs> we got to tell the story in case they don't listen to the extra because it's uh, 1980 is Roller Disco. Okay, so very, very close because they feel very similar as well. I do think personally that uh, Roller Disco is still a, a better machine, in my opinion. Um, I really love the art in uh, Dragon, I think it's a cool looking game. Um, I think once I clean it up, polish it up, and uh, put some new LEDs, I want to put a lot of color in it. So you're saying you're going to polish a turd? That's exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm going to take All that right, turd, so... I'm going to polish it till it's just so shiny and colorful <laughs> that everybody wants to have it. Uh, people on the internet don't review it highly. Sure. But we just played it, four-player, right. for three or four games. And mm-hmm. um, if you go for the goals of doing the ABCD... And getting the spinner lit and getting extra ball, it's actually a good time. And it's actually really hard. And it's dirty, so it should roll slow. Right. Um, I think if we can raise it up so it moves a little bit faster and clean it up so it slides faster, um, I think that it could maybe be a much more challenging game. We also need to fix one of the flippers on the left flipper. I fixed it. Kind of. It doesn't go all the way up. Oh, shit. One. That's right. So you don't get your full swing. You don't, you don't, you don't have your follow through as well as... Well, uh, we should explain that. So, sure. It played, well, quote-unquote fine when we went and looked at it. Yes. But we we uh, put it back together today. Mm-hmm. To We had a couple friends over at the office to play. And all of a sudden, the left flipper started machine gunning. Yep. And so the end of stroke switch wasn't fully separating. We still the, played a couple games with it like that. But go yeah. on. So finally, between games, I, oh, I opened her up quick and I, I uh, adjusted the switch leaf and it worked. Mm-hmm. But then that's when we found out that uh, their plunger is very unique, where this like piece of nylon or plastic sticks out of the metal and then gets sucked in with the coil. Okay. And it m- must have broke the tip off or something, because they put a wing nut on the end of it. So it can't go all the way. Right. So the popper, when it pops, it the has... Popper. Oh, fine, what do, you want, what do you want to call it? The flipper coil? When the flipper coil. Okay, so this flipper coil, whenever you uh, flip it, uh, it shoots out this rod in and out. And when it comes back in, clearly it was getting caught. 
I, so, I, that's what I think. Right. I think it was getting caught. In so the their solution was, if you put a wing nut on the very tip of it, it can't go all the way in, and that will stop it from getting caught. So this is most likely was an operator fix, right? It's it's just a cheap way to get out of it. Yeah. Instead of replacing the part, we put another part on, and it's working. Not correctly, but it's working, right. and you can walk away. Right, because it, it's shortened uh, the reach of the the flipper so it doesn't swing all the way through properly totally yeah it, once we found that i actually looked when we started playing and holy crap that flipper is half an inch lower yes. yeah it's noticeably lower yep and both flippers i think need to be their, their coils need to be probably replaced so it has more of a pop to it because they don't have enough gumption in my opinion at least that left one does maybe it's just because of this issue um I'm either way assuming that both Flippers have to be rebuilt. Sure. This was the Dragon I passed on because I knew that... Right. Um, this was the one... This is from an episode or two ago. This is one where someone we know emailed me saying they had a game. I had to kind of poke some information out of them, finally. Um, I went and looked at it, took pictures, got a price, <coughs> and then came back and talked to you about it. Right. And um, if you didn't want it, I had another. My neighbor would have bought it, probably. Mm-hmm. It's like roller disco, but doesn't have drop targets. That's what everybody's main complaint is. No drop targets. Which, drop targets are fun, but this game still is okay. I think that this game would be significantly better if it had one more popper. When you say popper... I actually mean popper this time. What? what? Is that a... Um... Yes. Oh my god, why do I forget what they're because called? Because it feels like a popper, so I don't know what else you would call it. What do you call it, a thing? A pop bumper? Pop bumper? It could be a pop bumper. Shut up. I cannot believe I'm forgetting what this part's called. <laughs> yeah, pop bumper. Yeah. 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 It only has two. Right. I think if it had three, that we could like bang around inside there. Yeah. Or if it had like uh like a rubber like Yeah, a, if it like, had a rubber like right next to it to, to keep way, it in there correct. a little longer. I think that it'd be a little more exciting. Because it kind of bounces off them and then just leaves. Yeah, you're it doesn't I think hang you're right. out in there very we, often. We could we could drill some holes and put some Posts in there uh, no because somebody already did that <laughs> uh, so so down in where the flippers are well how, how did we find this we found this because the ball doesn't even drain <laughs> it was sitting on the floor and we went to um lift up the game to put the legs on mm-hmm. and i'm staring at steve going dude something's weird the ball won't drain and we first i thought well we'll just gotta tip it up right no it doesn't fit right so somebody Okay, so my other machine, the Roller Disco, has a post in, in between the two flippers. Well, it's got four flippers technically, but the two that where it drains. And uh, I like to every now and then bank it off of that, or get you know the, hopefully the save off of that little post because it, the ball might bounce off of it and you come back from the dead essentially. Well, somebody tried to do the same thing with this game. The game is not designed that way. The game was not created that way. No, so it's a tight fit, right? Uh, and it's too tight, and it doesn't fit. Because one side, it will, the ball will not go in. On the right-hand side, it will slip through. But uh, we fixed it pretty easily. We didn't just pull out the post because that would leave a hole. We just took off the rubber off of it, so it just slides right by it. Uh, this is one of those. It doesn't look that bad because, honestly, it's un- now you can't really notice it for that much. Correct. It, it's one of those things. Um, well, I'll, I'll wrap it trail twice. Sure. I remember on Pinside when someone put a center post on a Tron, the internet, I think, lit on fire. People were (laughs) 
I, that guy might not even be on the internet anymore. <laughs> People are just freaking out. And <laughs> why, why did he put on it in the first place? Just because he thought it was too hard? I think so. Okay. All right. uh, given the it game. is a hard game. I'll, I'll give that to him. It's, it is a hard game. The game is totally hard. But, so he's just going to cheat and put a post there. But um, people do this for Ghostbusters. But what they what someone made was they, it's a plastic that goes on top of the between the two flippers, like the outlines, mm. and the post comes from the top down. So you're not a, like altering the playfield. Interesting. That didn't exist, but this guy just did it, and it's going to wreck your resale value. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Unless you, like for us, I didn't know that that post. I don't. Right. I don't even remember that post being there when we played the game. Well, I mean, obviously it was, but I mean, yeah, but I don't remember seeing it. No, and then as it blends in, you wouldn't, you wouldn't not totally. know that it exactly along there, right? And every time I drained, which I, I only played like one or two balls, it must have always drained on the one side. Yep, right. Um, you can pull the post out, and you have a hole. So you need to fill the hole, then you got to paint it and patch it. It's not necessary. Or you can leave. We 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 pulled the rubber off. And so it's just the metal post. So a ball's going to hit it, and it may bounce up, but most likely it will be it won't. very unlikely. Most likely it's just going to glance off of it because it's a small post. Metal, it'll be metal on metal. It's just going to glance off of it and probably keep rolling down. Yeah, you would basically almost have to hit it dead center for it to pop back up again. <sighs> yeah. Any, if that happens, congratulations, you deserve <laughs> to have it pop back up again. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I suggested just leave it as the metal post. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would do. Maybe I would get a very small post rubber as long as it f- the ball fit on that left side. That's kind of what I was also wondering is like if I could, we can find a small enough one. I wouldn't mind putting on a rubber, but as long as it was small enough that it could still slip by. Yeah. And if not, we'll just leave it the way it is. Exactly. Um, otherwise, the game's just dirty, but it needs to be clean. And then I dropped... <laughs> I've gathered up all my LEDs that I had left over from um, an old project. Mm-hmm. And they're Comet, <clears throat> so they're decent LEDs, and I left the bag on your desk. So now you can LED your game. They're all the same color, so they're not going to F it up. Thank you, by the way. And I think that game only uses that bayonet style. So you're good to go. I'm excited. I think I do want some color ones, though. Oh, that's fine. You can order. But yeah, the, I think I want to put some... So there's a lot of blue on the outside of the machine. Isn't that weird? It's very weird. So, so the game's painted a base color of white on the outside. Right. And then it's stenciled blue and red. Correct. So right. Yeah. Dragon and the chick. Yeah. So like the stencils definitely play in with the the actual theme of the game. It's got the dragon and the, and the girl on there. But color scheme wise, doesn't even try to come close. What were yeah? Because color scheme wise, like the actual play field and the backsplash, which is awesome, by the way. I love the backsplash. The girl is so attractive. I'm just gonna <laughs> let you keep saying backsplash, but back, back glass. But um, it makes it sound more like organic that you're such a newbie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but um, that's all green, yellow, and red. Yeah. So it's just it's a like, green lizard or right, dragon, I guess. Clearly, whoever was making. The cabinet and whoever was making the playfield and the back glass were Splash. not on were not on the same uh, page. No, but the stencils of the cabinet look good. They just they do. They look great, actually. They're just not the same color. So I think if I add some blues, lightwise into the playfield, it would even it out. It would it would even it out and make it feel better. 
You do you, Steve. <laughs> uh, this is what they would call on the forum uh, clown puke. I love clown puke. <laughs> it, it, in reality, it's your game. Do as you wish. Um, especially if you're going to keep it. Right. Um, and <laughs> when I bought this game, and and I think if you guys listen to the bonus episode at the end of this, I think I say it several times. Like I'm buying this game basically to flip it. This game and the other game, I'm gonna try to basically uh, bundle them, bundle them, sell them off, and try to get maybe a, a better game, one single better game. Um, but now that I have it, I just want to put it in my house. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but you, you, I was trying to do like, I was trying to do like an investment. And make some cash out for this, but now it's turned into... But see, into... you were going to turn the cash into another game. It's not like you were going to make yeah, money. that's true. That's true. But this is the thing. You are now having multiple games for really cheap. Mm-hmm. You have two games for under $500. Yep. Well, original bike price. Yeah. I mean, and it's under that. Mm-hmm. So, this, this proves that you don't have to have a lot of money to be in the hobby. Right. Now, you're not going to get tier one or whatever they call it, like A titles. Right. But you're going to have pinball machines. And they're not even EMs. They're solid states for a few hundred dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. they're good deals. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told Easton, my, my son, about it. I told him, because uh, we ended up a toy room, got that all done. Uh, I'm going to put in some cool, flashy green carpet in there. And then it'll be like this big toy room. We're going to just fill it with toys and he can make whatever kind of mess he wants in there. And then uh, I was telling him I have this new pinball machine. We should probably bring it back to the house. So, oh yeah, put it in the toy room. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's not, not a bad idea to be honest. Set up in the attic though. Yeah, it would it, it would be hard to get it up there because because it'd be so heavy. But how easy are the stairs? It's easy. Is it straight shot or is there like corners? There, there is a turn right away, but it's a wide enough space that two men could easily get it up in there. I mean. But it would be, have to be, obviously, no matter what, it had to be two people. But you, you I'm not could, lifting a pinball machine. Oh, no, yeah, so. no. That's always a two I, No, I take job. that back. If I had it on a dolly, I could get it up there all by myself. No problem. No, it's always a two-person job, though. Just in case. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't... Uh, do you remember... Do you ever help me move a game at Kevin's house? <laughs> yes. Fuck We almost killed stairs. ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Because his, his stairs have, like, plush carpet on it, which essentially turns into ice once you're wearing socks on there <laughs> so we all almost died like three times so it was uh but he has that weird hearing... like uh he's like a like yeah a triangle landing so like stairs go up it's a landing and then they go back down the other side and then to the left but then yeah another set of stairs yeah so you have to take the door off at the landing or is then the door you... in the landing yeah oh, I didn't remember you that. go up the stairs take the dolly out from under the game turn the game Put the dolly back under, then bring the game back up. Hmm. Me and him did uh, gladiators without a dolly. Did you know Godleap System threes are heavy as fuck? Yeah, that we did almost get run over by the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he had a bum knee at the time, so it was just <laughs> even like, better. It was a horrible idea. At any rate, if the stairs are a pretty easy shot, it's not that bad. To get a game up? This wouldn't be that hard. I mean, it's it's not a real difficult The thing. idea of moving a game sucks. Like, it makes me very negative. But the actual process of it 
doesn't take that long. Mm-hmm. What was it five minutes, maybe? Yeah, because I think I can put two machines up. There's a might be a good spot for it in my head. Um, at the same time, we rearranged the middle level, so it's kind of a, an open space. We kind of have a plan for it, but now that I have these new machines in my head, I'm like, well, I could just put those pinball machines right there. It is easier to put them on the main floor. Oh yeah, yeah, It'd be easier for everybody else to play them too. I don't know. It is what it is. Um, I might not, might not even bring them home. Maybe I'll actually uh, have somebody buy them for ten thousand dollars and let's get them out of here. <laughs> wow! If you're selling system ones for ten grand, I better start selling my shit. <laughs> yeah, my well, medieval is hundred k. Speaking of which, speaking of which, you have your own uh, new Gottlieb machine. Wow! I'm dumb too. Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine had purchased a project. Joker Poker System on Gottlieb. It's also from the same year as your Dragon. Okay. Um, your roller disc was a wide body. The Dragon and the Joker Poker are standard body. Um, his project machine is a project. There's two Transformers in the game. There's a big one and a small one. The small one does... for some. I, I think it's funny because like, when you see them and you don't know the details, you would think the big one does like... The 69 volts. That's what I've always thought when I look at it, yeah. But the little transformer does the 69 volts for the displays and a couple other small voltages for the CPU board. Mm-hmm. The small transformer is supposedly bad. And it could just be the displays. And the kicker is you can't fix them or get a new one because they don't exist anymore. Nope. So. And 69 volts is kind of a fucking weird voltage. So you're gonna buy it, and oh, you have a very there's a theory online of how to actually pull this stunt off. I'm gonna make it a coffee table and piss the world off. See, and that's that's how you do it. It's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Okay. So here's there, there's a theory that I don't think anybody has proven yet, and if someone has done this, please reach out. Yes, we actually need your help desperately because I'm going to do this, and if you know somebody. Tell them that we we can yeah. figure this out. This is gonna be fun. Actually, this uh, I don't need another project because I have too many. But this is gonna be a sweet project. Mm-hmm. So here's the theory by uh, this, <clears throat> this guy on on Pinside called Force Flow. And what happens is, so he he found out like he you go through the manual and you see what voltages the small transformer provides. Um, you get LED displays which are i think 12 volt so now you're cutting out you don't need 69 volt then you get a new cpu board um from like nywumpf which God, i'm probably pronouncing it wrong or um rotten dog and then that in theory only uses 5 or 12 volts so then if you only need 5 or 12 and 12 for the new led displays you just get a like an arcade power supply and you're done okay i mean you're not done you have to like you know, wire in the stuff and sure. But, but that CPU board path led me down another Avenue, which I got real excited about for you and, and me. Oh yeah. So that's the theory to get it working without a small transformer. I'm going to try it. Don't I, again? I don't think anybody's done it, and if someone has, they haven't really reported and shown pictures. So this, what I do, is going to have to be documented 
to to prove that it works. Right. To actually show the world that it, that it can be done. Yeah, because it, if it can be, and that small transformer, there was like a I forgot what they call it. I'm gonna call it a TSB, which is like a technical service bulletin for the System One series. Mm-hmm. There was a TSB that added a fuse so that it would blow the fuse before it wrecked the transformer. And so there's a lot of games that never had it. And I think that is what caused the transformer to, to fail. Well, they, they can fail. They usually don't. But that was one problem that was known. So we, we get the small transformer fixed. Or at least cut out of the situation. Right. With these other <clears throat> solutions. Yeah. And, and we've been looking at CPU boards for uh, Steve's game for a while now. Right. Because it's... Has a has a new gimmick problem that I think we've talked about several times on yeah. this that uh, it it wants to automatically launch the ball and I think we're ninety percent sure that Roller Disco needs a CPU board right um, you can see some old acid damage but in either way it has other issues that I think a new CPU CPU board will actually fix a lot of stuff yeah especially that weird sound right. I'm scrolling pin. I guess I'm a big user of Pinside. Like I, I'm now, there. With that said, okay. Why did you? Why, why were you scrolling it, looking for CPU boards? Why do you need one? Oh, okay. So I need a new CPU board for Joker Poker so that it doesn't use those weird voltages. Ah, gotcha. Um, so I have to get a so CPU so board. it's not just okay. So you need those other elements plus you need a CPU board to actually make this all work. I need new displays and a new CPU board minimum to make Joker Poker work. Okay. And in reality, the displays from Boston Pinball are like 270 so they're expensive, but they're not super bad. Either way, you're bringing a machine back from the dead. It would be a cool project. Yeah, and the best part, I guess, is that Joker Poker is one of the best system ones. Right, so it has a really great resale value. I didn't realize how big... Well, and... Mm, Pinside averages to like... 1300 to 1700 depending on condition that's a pretty big mm-hmm. but that's working and nice it's a, it's a good price tag especially for with what you paid for it and with your fixes in it you can still make a good chunk of money off of it that's my excuse for owning another game because sure. i probably won't sell it if i get it working good point because if it's a good game why would i get rid of it it's a shitload of drop targets looks like a fun game honestly mm-hmm. okay so I'm looking for a CPU board, too, because I want to make sure that I can get this game up. Right. Because I don't need a project that's going to be a project for 20 years. The only good thing about that, uh, if I never get to it, is that you can resell it for the same price, or I can resell it for parts, which I do not like parting out a game that doesn't, like, have uh, water damage. Right. No reason to do that. You can save the game. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just sell it to someone who's going to fix it. Mm -hmm. So I'm scrolling Pinside the other day. And um, how long ago was it? Six months ago, I bought the P-Rock system to put into Tron or, or whatever game I wanted, and I could make my own game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely forgot that, that you even did that. Yes. Yeah, another project that okay. I'm still in my mind. Sure. And that does what for our listeners? So what you can do is you can program it yourself so you can make your own pinball machine. Right. Um. So See, I thought that you bought that because you wanted to build your own pinball machine, pinball machine not because you wanted to modify Tron. Oh, well, I wanted to put it into Tron to get a bunch of, like, experience and then make my own game. Gotcha. I have a, my own couple games in my head. 
that I want to do. Mm-hmm. I just have to. I, I have to do them. And the the one thing I did was like, I was going to put it into Tron, reprogram Tron to get a feel for the, the code. Make like, you know, Tron extended or whatever. Okay. Sure. See, see what I can do. Then try to get another cabinet and throw a game together. Right. It's a lot of work, but. But either way, you have this device. Yeah. So I'm familiar with it. I actually got up stuff to get it. I, I had a game flipping, but. Um, Virtually. I haven't put it in. FYI, I'm going to crack this open because I, just, I need some more fuel. You look a little tired. I, I it, it, is, it is late right now because we've been up for a long time. Uh, doing We're recording thing. at night, which is... It's, it's, it's rare. It's how we started, but it's rare. What are you drinking, Steve? What else am I drinking? I'm drinking a Kickstart uh, Blood Orange. Uh, so I have a Coke Zero with Jack Daniels in it. Oh, Hence why I might be. <laughs> no, <just kidding>. no. <laughs> Hence why I might be a little spacey. No, you're fine. M- Mr. Jack is leading me on weird paths. <laughs> uh, I also I don't drink pop. Uh, I'll drink s- this weird stuff Hybrid. for the show. Yeah. Uh, but that's usually in the mornings when we record. I don't drink this stuff at night because I will be freaking wired. Um, but I'm doing a pop, which I think will give me a couple hours. Sure. Shouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll drink a Kickstarter and go to sleep. It doesn't bother me at all. But that's me. That's my body. It's, it's you, you drink this shit all day long. I drink this shit all day long. I don't. I drink. I drink it at like water. at like ten o'clock. I know it's wrong at like ten o'clock. So I try not to drink too much. But like you're gonna die. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Anyways, we were talking about something else completely different. Okay, so the there's a um, software suite called Mission Pinball Framework. They make a framework that runs the P Rock stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's fully open source, but it's a very open way, very well documented, so you can write code that runs on a board. Okay. Well, there's a guy, I'm pretty sure he's in Germany. His name is Ralph. He designed his own boards for a System 1 and a System 80 Gottlieb. So what he did was he made a board, and you put a Raspberry Pi, plugs into it, and a Raspberry Pi for our listeners is? It's a little computer on a chip, or like a SOM or a SOC. Right. It's a, it's it's a, a small very, computer. Yeah. It's 35 bucks, mm-hmm. and you can it has a GPIO pin. So and when we say computer, we're talking about just like the motherboards. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. this little tiny guy. Right. It's really made for prototyping. It runs Linux, or I get, you can put Windows we, on we, it. Yeah, we use them here at work quite a bit when we're troubleshooting different stuff. But Yeah, they're like little test devices. Mm-hmm. I, that ghost little... Uh, yeah, the, Destiny the, ghost? yeah, our little Destiny Ghost that we were turning into an Alexa unit. I hacked in a Raspberry Pi right. Zero to that Ghost mm-hmm. to make it function and work properly. I don't even think the internet cares about that project. The internet should did. care because it's the only uh, Ghost that's ever had Alexa properly in it the way that uh, Amazon falsely advertised their current project. That is correct. I just pointed at Steve saying, yes. Right. Anyway. And, and, and there's a reason why they all got shipped back and got shat on immediately <laughs> is because they... Falsely advertised, and they maybe somewhere in the advertisement, somewhere said, uh, this is not a real Alexa unit. This just works with an Alexa unit. But everybody bought it because they thought it was, it was an Alexa, Alexa unit. Correct. Yeah. And it's not. It is just a toy that, that only is tied to a Destiny. And it's really only for looks because you can still 
you can just ask Alexa to do everything that, that Ghost can already do. Oh, sure. Yeah. So it's just it has a voice box that is with um with the game. Yeah, with the game. So it, it sounds it up, like right. But it's, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but at the same time, it is not what people wanted to buy. And it's a hundred dollars. An an Echo is thirty bucks. Yeah, it was way overpriced. Extremely overpriced. So, anyways, yeah, I shipped mine back and gave them the <gasps> what for, and they uh, gave me my my, my my money back. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. I uh, you did not ship yours back because you hacked the snot out of it and turned it into a real unit that people actually want. I should. You should actually button put it, it up and, 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 and uh, sell it for a trillion dollars. Oh my god, I could retire. Yeah, hmm. that's that's how you do it. <laughs> So these boards. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, back to these boards. Um, he calls them. I'm gonna pronounce this wrong again. It's L I S Y, and then there's L-I-S-Y. the so Lis Lissy. There's L I S Y one for the system one. There's L I S Y eighty for the system eighties. Uh, what what I thought was so amazing was he ships you the bare PCB. There's nothing on it. There's no solder. It's just a blue. There's clean holes. Board. Everything's ready right. for you to solder. It's a do-it-yourself kit. This has been out for years. I didn't know about it. His 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 kit. kit. Sure. Oh, maybe not years, but maybe a year. I got so jazzed because I love do-it-yourself stuff. You do. For hence the Alexa. Yeah. So I dug into it. It's legit. People have their System 1, System 80 games running. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find a downside. What's the downside? The she one... Had to the one downside is it's a Raspberry Pi, so it's an operating system. So you have to... When you power the game on, you have to wait 35-ish oh, yeah, right. seconds to for it to boot. Okay. See, and to me, that's not even an issue. Like, I, you were very upset about it, or, or <laughs> you were, you were taken aback. I, I don't know how else to say it. Like, thirty-five seconds. I don't. What am I going to do with my life? I almost <laughs> didn't want to order it. I, I was going to order three for all of our system ones, and then I heard, heard that. I was like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I was like, thirty-five seconds. What the? This solves all of our problems, and you're worried about thirty-five seconds? Just free, go. Pick your nose for 35 <laughs> seconds and wait, wait for it to come back on. Or, like, when we – you have several machines, and usually when we turn them on, we actually turn on several of them at a time. If you just turn that one on first and start turning everything on, by the time you made it back to it, it would already be booted up and ready to fly again. And either way, for me, I can wait 35 seconds for this to solve all my problems. Yeah. Yeah, the other – so what you do is you get the board. Wait, for, for one, how long is, does your longest machine take to boot up currently? I want to say that is probably medieval, and that's easily 10, 12, 14 seconds. Okay, because, yeah, there, there are some machines that when you and said 35 seconds, Ghostbusters takes a long 10 time. seconds. Okay. About, I bet. So I so when you said 35 seconds, I was, I was looking at you like you were crazy. I'm like, what, the, what? Ghostbusters takes forever to load up. How long? What do you? What's the difference? But, okay. All right. Um, the funny thing is medieval boots a beagle bone. Which is a like Raspberry Pi competitor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense why they would be similar then. Yeah, so it takes a little bit to boot because it's booting the OS, and then it has to like get the LCD configured and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And the node boards on the playfield. Either way, this is gonna be cool. And I, <coughs> I used to solder motherboards and put modify video game controllers uh, back in the day. 
So I love soldering. So I, I do think that it'd be kind of fun to put this kit together. It'd be like the old days. I forgot. Okay, so I... That was my I, jam for a long time. I was really good at it. <laughs> so I hit this guy up because I was like, screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll order one because um, if I don't like it, Steve can have it. Sure. The only... The, uh, not the only. The other awesome benefit is that this is cheap. Mm-hmm. Way um, cheaper than everybody else. I'll break it down to uh, U.S. dollars because you have to import the board. That That is part of the issue. Is, the is board is important about for currently with the whole uh, money translation. It's like $44. Then the bomb for all the parts that get soldered on, he had in German um, not... So for me to order them, I'd have to like go through DigiKey or Mauser or whatever. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I asked him for the list list one bomb. <clears throat> um, exactly. When I you took say that, I think our listeners build the materials. Okay. So all the parts needed to be soldered onto the board. Sure. So he gave me that list with um, part numbers, descriptions. I manually went into DigiKey and made a whole new bomb that's clickable order. From DigiKey for U.S. people. Interesting. So he said he'd upload that. So the bomb is twenty-two bucks. So you're at forty-four plus twenty-two, and his shipping or his uh, board is like forty-four shipped to your door. Right. Right. So we're at like sixty-six bucks, and then you have to buy Raspberry Pi, which is thirty-five dollars. With that, and that is the Wi-Fi one. I wanted Wi-Fi so I could connect to it remotely. Interesting. You can get a non-Wi-Fi one for, I think, 10 bucks less. Okay. And that's the zero. That's the Pi Zero, not the big Pi. Sure. And um, Any, uh, for our listeners, uh, to compare this to another board that, we would, that we've looked at before, the other boards we were trying to buy were like 250 300 bucks. They were a lot of money. Yeah, I think I, think so, I got the Niwum for, I want to say I could get it for 220 but you're over $200. Right. So this was under half the price. And especially when it first starts out because you're like oh, 40 bucks, And then you start adding all the pieces up. It starts adding up. But at the same time, it's still under half the price. It's still under $100. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool part is... And it's programmable. You can do anything you want uh, with it. Yes. So because it runs Mission Pinball Framework... You can change all the rules of a game. You yep. could use this board to retheme Dragon into whatever you wanted to do. L- lizard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your imagination, it just blows me away. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Just go, go, go on. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people that retheme uh, these old games, so what they do is they sand the play field down. Put new art on, and then make new rules. Uh-huh. They would use a board like this because they can remake the rules so the rules aren't old sucky rules. Sure. So it's not lizard. Right. <laughs> right. It's, right. It's dragon two right. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Dragon he, extreme extreme dragon <laughs> extreme dragons. Yeah, exactly. Dueling dragons. <laughs> Ooh, it's not, it's not bad. <laughs> so uh, he can ship all the ROM chips for like. Uh, I want to say sound and some other stuff, but he cannot ship the game ROM. That would be illegal. It'd be against copyright and all that. Oh, <clears throat> and the game ROM 
runs on the Pi. So he ships the the physical ROMs that are not copywritten um, or whatever against the rules of selling a ROM on a Pi because it's not a real ROM chip. So you have to kind of either make your own code or source the ROM, the CPU ROM. From... Did we tie that down? Do we know where that is? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> um, my legal excuse is we already own the games, so we just have to... <laughs> Plug the chip in and pull the data. You're actually off. read about legal excuses. That, that, that's sweet of you. <laughs> that's, that's that's good of you. That's good of you to yeah. do that. Uh, in reality, you can uh, find them on the internet because like virtual pinball machines and right. Mame Arcade cabinets emulate this already. Mm-hmm. So they have been acquired so that we can just drop the file, the CPU file, onto the Pi, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, don't have to burn a ROM. We don't have to like we don't have to rip a ROM, we don't have to burn a ROM, we just have to drop it into a folder on a pie, we're done. Mm-hmm. The next cool part is I can put that ROM file, we can boot up roller disco, we can put the new ROM file, put it into Joker Poker. Right. Because all the chips are the same, I guess. Right. That is that is super cool. We might as well test your game first. Yeah. Uh and then because I, I don't have my game yet. My game is like two, three hours away. Mm-hmm. from driving distance so i have to kind of oh so you have to create travel plans sure so my machine's already here test it out if it works great and when i and i like it then i'll just purchase the same thing you did yeah and yeah we'll both have our new new boards in there we want to call them cpu boards cpu boards in them so um i made that bomb list for digikey us he said he'd put it on the website so in reality it's a you import it in via a CSV file. The whole bomb loads up. Click purchase, which I need to do. The board should be coming soon. Tracking on that is absolutely terrible, but um, he said he shipped it. I got to get my DigiKey order in. I have the ROM files. I need to order a Pi, and uh, I'm ready to go. That's like, super exciting. I'm super pumped to do that um, if it works. You'll have to do it, and then you can solder your own board up. I'm excited about doing that, to be honest. It's been a long time since I've been, uh, soldered some other boards and stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's been a lot of pinball talk. So for anyone who's been <sighs> glazed, I know we there is more pinball news. Why do you hate pinball? It's not that I hate pinball, but I feel like for some of our listeners who maybe are deep into pinball. Here. Wait, wait, wait. We're almost done with, with pinball talk. Okay. One more thing. Metallica code got updated. It's been on like 175 for years, and it finally dropped 1.8 like last week. And for those who are not big pinball people, this is not DLC. This is no, like, yeah, no. this is a patch. Correct. Right. When Metallica first came out, the code sucked. People actually did not like the game. It sold like crap. Right. Um, once the code got updated enough, people loved the game, and then it sold like bonkers. It's it must be done on the line, even though they, I want to say maybe this year or last year, they renewed the license for one more year. I mean, what I paid for my game, I could sell my game and make money on it. The The normal, the average price for Metallica Pro is 45 to 5 grand. It's stupid. Oh, absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But it is a sweet game. It, well, a lot of people love the game. The people that we play with all love that game. <clears throat> it's a good game. Uh, it looks good. It plays smooth. It's a 
Obviously, has some cool music in there. Oh, yeah. Not as cool as ACDC, but decent. How would you know what ACDC is like? Because I know what ACDC is like. I, would, I don't even know what it's like. I suck ACDC all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, 1.8 had like two pages of updates. And it's like little bug fixes and little tweaks. What kind of bugs are in there? Like uh, there'll be like a screen issue, right? Where you hit a certain <clears throat> or even a game glitch where if you hit two things consecutively, it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. It's super minor. You or me would never, ever notice. Sure. Sure. Okay. But like those crazy tournament players or people who really dive into the code and mm-hmm. I hit this, it should have done this. Those mm-hmm. people would notice. Okay. I, yeah. All right. Well, either way, there's a lot of little bugs and fixes. The what, biggest is, is one it? for me is uh, Grave Marker Multiball is dropped by one hit. So you drop the three targets down. Mm-hmm. They're in a row. Then you hit the Grave Marker, which is a cross, and you have to hit it a second time on my current code. Which is a lot of effort. That's four times you have to hit that it same target. It doesn't make sense. Right. You drop the three targets, which is a pain in the ass itself. You should just be able to smack that last one. Hit that last one, get the magnet to stick. Nope. You got to hit one more time. Yeah. it's That cool. shot is hard. Right. So they dropped that. And then they fixed... Oh, God. They could have dropped the coffin multiball a bunch, too, because I swear to God, that's like 60 hits. Mm. At any rate, maybe they did. But... um. I know the guys in Slam Tilt, well, Tilt were talking about <clears throat> the fuel targets and the cash-in for that got altered as well. Or maybe it was the, what's it called, CIU? Crank it up. I, this is how good I am with code. I am. I love games. I love pinball. I love talking about it, but I'm just not deep into the code and rules. I don't go to tournaments. We There's nothing for pinball up here. I mean, we are the two guys trying to push pinball in the in the in the public uh, pushing it i guess but there are a lot of people up here who definitely play it but we're yeah we're probably only two that are really talking about it that's for sure yeah if we start a tournament up here it's just gonna be us ding dongs making a there'll, tournament. there'll be like five other people who show up probably well, the, the, the people will show up but like we'll be the only two ding dongs trying to make this thing work. <laughs> that's a good point that's a good, no one else would, would uh, put the effort into it that's for sure um oh i got did we talk about Black Knight? I got it up and running. Like, we played a game. Oh, on? yeah. So, yeah. The, I knew there was a lot more content to talk about because you got Jokers, but you also got Black Knight up and running, and it plays good. Uh, well, uh, slow. It played, but it plays good. It's dirty. The right flipper on the bottom needs to get rebuilt, but, like, the game functions. Oh, the for some reason, the other week when I played it, the multi ball lock up in the upper play field ejected, and this time it didn't. So I wonder if there's a switch that. Huh. It needs to be cleaned, probably. Yeah, because it's not like the coil's firing a bunch, and the game still starts. So it looks, seems like a switch is in But I have to say, so I've never seen. Uh, well, I think I have seen this game before. What's that? What did Mike have down in uh, with all of his big collection? Was that Black Knight 2? I don't remember him having Black Knight. Oh, he for sure had it. Or 2000, what do they call there it? There is a Black Knight 2000. He, I think he had Black Knight 2000. And I wasn't... It might be this game. Either way. So I think I've seen it before. But I've never seen anyone get like a multi-ball with it or do anything cool with it. And when you got it up and running, you played it a little bit there to, to see how it works. As well as like trying to hit some different markers. Like you actually like just hand through it into it to see what happened. Uh, the light show on this game is epic. It's really cool. A lot better than I ever expected. I know like there's other games out there that have way cooler light shows, but 
I was not expecting it oh, from, like, from this I mean, older machine. Is a light show. Yeah. And, and I think when you look at Ghostbusters, you automatically assume it's going to be a light show because look at all the colors all over it. But this thing, it just I was taken aback by how cool and one the light show was, the sounds. I like the dramatic uh, dark night or black night that's like taunting you the entire time. It's kind of it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I got the coin taker LED kit, and so the inserts are color matched. And so those inserts really pop with color, mm-hmm. which really helps, like, uh, the light shows and stuff. And I don't know about the GI. I don't think we've... I haven't finished LEDing it, but it the... G- by GI. General G- illumination G- of the playfield. Right. It's all nice and white. They brighten it up because those... If it was all incandescent, it'd be so freaking dark. And it, it was dark when, we, when you first got it. But now it looks it looks great. Yeah, and I'm I, I think that's why I really loved it so much, is because when you put on all those new colored LEDs and stuff like that, it really just made that sucker pop like crazy. Yeah, I do coin taker LED kits. Uh, I know they're expensive; they're overpriced because you can get your own LEDs and do your own colors and stuff. But the LED coin taker kit is—it's not the clown barf. They usually do the general illumination and the general lighting in white, and then they color match inserts for you. And every and if there are color matched, like Tron has some color matched um, GI, but it's matched to my preference usually. Sure. Where like the left is blue and the right is the yellow. Well, or they red do a orange. really good job. Whoever the the person who's figuring out the right colors, they do a really good job. For instance, uh, Batman. When you bought that Batman kit, the color in it. Oh looks God, for the bar. Awesome. Yeah, Dark Knight. It looks amazing. That game looks so much It was night better. and day, the difference. Uh, I thought it looked okay and pretty good before. You threw those uh, all those colors underneath there, and it just pops. It's so bright. It's so colorful. Everybody loves that game. Um, he got compliments after that. Yeah, a so, lot of people complimented. And then now that he has Sopranos, <clears throat> I'd recommend that as well for that. Just because you have like a – once you even on an old game, once you LED it, it looks new. Right. So now you have Batman, which is a newer game. Mm-hmm. And Sopranos is from 2005. That's a new game. But with the incandescence next to Batman with LED, oh. it looks garbage. Yeah. It is, it, them it, sitting right next to each other, there is a dramatic difference in between the two. It, it almost makes you not want to even touch uh, Sopranos because right next to it is this big, huge flashing glory hole over here. <laughs> he, he, he joked to me. He's like, when are you going to update Sopranos? I'm just like... Whenever I get around oh to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need more time. But at the same time, doing work at the bar sucks. Because uh, you're in public. So when I pull the play field up and I'm putting LEDs or I'm shopping a game out, I have a couple bar tables or what do you call them, like Brista tables next to me. Sure. But if people want to play darts, they take them. Mm-hmm. I don't have a workbench. I don't have a place for tools. I have to make sure I, if I go to the bathroom, like tell the bartender, like, hey, can you watch my bag and my jacket? Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather, as much work as this is, pull the game, bring it to work, or bring it home, get the job done in one or two nights, like, you know, working up till midnight or whatever, mm-hmm. bring it back, then have to work on this game there. If you needed, like, the full shop with the rubber kit. Yeah, if you needed the full shop. I uh, mean, Sopranos needs it, but... It definitely needs new rubbers, for sure. Oh, the safe has one switch that doesn't work. There's a bunch of problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is Kevin. Kevin mentioned he's like, "You better fix my Sopranos or our Sopranos before you fix the record." That's that makes sense, and I I know that 
it goes against what we, what you what both of us wanted to do. Like, yes, I understand that you want yours fixed, but that we can make money off of this one. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so you were talking about we were talking about Metallica. Black Knight. Oh, we were talking about code originally. Oh, geez, we're we're on a bunny trail. I didn't realize this how, is the much... problem I have with you, Steve, <laughs> is that we just go on these trails. They turn into like <laughs> ant ant farms where yeah. we're just like I I thought we were on a bunny trail. We're on like the side bunny trail. Okay, go on. Um, bunch of updates from Metallica. I need to do it. We we had a big fun playing night tonight, and I didn't update it. But I told everybody, they're like, did you update it? Like, no. No, I didn't. Sorry. It does take a while because it, what it does is it, ri- <clears throat> it writes, it must read to verify the ROM on the USB. I think it verifies it, then it brings it over or it, or it writes it, then verifies it. But there's a verify check that mm-hmm. I usually let happen just so you don't fuck your game up. Sure. And um, it freaking takes, I don't know, 20, 40 minutes. Mm. So it's not one of those things where like we... Like I could do it right now while we're doing this. Sure, but I'm not gonna do it after we're done. Right, I'll do it maybe tomorrow. That'd be yeah. Just do do it right in, do it right away in the morning. Yeah. Also, if people update uh, their Sam or White Star games with the USB, maybe not White Star. Maybe it's just Sam games. Tron I know is USB. Lord of the Rings is not. That's a chip. So it's Metallica, Tron. You need to use an older USB stick for some reason, formatted FAT32. It's like a Ford being updated for the sync um, menu system. Mm-hmm. It is very picky on what kind of USB is plugged into it. Highly irritating. Because there's a bunch of people on the forum that post up, this doesn't work, this is shenanigans, blah, blah, blah. my game's broke, or my ROM chip's bad. And it's like, did you try this? What, what kind of USB stick did you get? Well, I just went and got a new one. Or I pulled out of a drawer, and it's like, Find one that's like four or eight gig that's from a long time ago. Format it and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, psh, works. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing happened. I was trying to update the Focus RS like uh, Sync 3 to support Android Auto and stuff. And I had to go dig in a couple drawers and pull out an old like Imation two or four gig USB stick. Was it different shaped? No, it just... It, these cars, like uh, the, <clears throat> like for for cars, I'm assuming it's going to be the same for pinball. Because uh, we had to deal with this process when we were building our hardware at work. Um, car equipment has to have a life of minimum ten years. Oh, really? Uh, and they have to support it for that long. Well, that makes sense. So you have to have very strong hardware, but guess what? Strong hardware is old hardware. Because mm. it's proven. Sure. You don't want to take new tech. Like, they're not going to be throwing USB-C in a new car. Maybe today they would, but like a year or two ago. Because it's new tech. and they hasn't It's been, not verified. It's not proven. Right. It has too many pins. And they have to have it. Um, your consumer-grade stuff, like if you had a USB-C Bluetooth speaker, that's consumer-grade. Um, it's in your house. Right. A car, that board... Uh, it needs to be almost weatherproof and shockproof. Mm-hmm. It's almost like your mm-hmm. car's equipment is almost not military grade, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we we went down this path with our with our hardware product because uh, like c- cell phone stuff changes so fast. 
but the processors that run on cars are just old as hell, and this is why the first-gen sync sucked, and the hardware was slow as hell. Same with the Uconnect on the Jeep and the Chrysler products. Um, because they needed solid hardware, well, that stuff was old as hell. Right. It's been proven, but that's because it's really old. Yeah. And that makes, I guess, I've always wondered that. I've always wondered why interfaces on cars have just been garbage for the most part, and that makes more sense. It's because it's old. That's why it feels like garbage. Well, the hardware is old, so you can't have new flashy crap. Now all the new stuff is finally they're getting, like, multi-core processors and the ARM stuff, and, and Android pushing so hard and fast on their CPU stuff has helped get um, car, I think, CPU stuff going better because it's... Uh, like Ford has switched, or when they went to Sync Three, they switched from Microsoft to a uh, God BlackBerry owns, but it's like QNX, which is a military grade, like a Unix OS. Okay. Um, so it's very solid. It's very reliable. It's very resilient. So if it fails, it reboots itself and it rewrites um, the OS back from from ROM. Um, so it's very resilient. So you don't see a lot of failures with it. Uh, their Sync 3, the initial one, sucked in Fords, but the newest version has been really nice. I love it. I'm actually uh, buying a Sync 3 head unit, like a screen, which has the module on it, and putting it in my wife's Ford Escape. Cool. To upgrade from Sync 2 to Sync 3. Very cool. Because Sync 3 is so much better. That's neat. That's really cool. You want to solder it for me? Uh... Wait, you don't what, have to solder what, what, I was going to say, what would you need to solder on that? <laughs> you don't have to solder anything. <laughs> All right, so what's next on the docket? We talked about fixing games. Uh, oh, God. Fallout 76. So no, moving into video Steve games. Steve Rant. Um, now is, this I, a, is this a mobile game, Steve? Yeah, no. Very luckily for uh, Blizzard, uh, Bethesda came in there and uh, saved their day by performing a lot of epic fails back to back. So I'm I'm going to be the dumb person cuz I don't you stay up on news a lot more than I do. Sure. Now, go ahead. Now, either way, just so you everyone listeners know, I have not experienced this cuz I have not played Fallout 76 and Parnell has not experienced cuz he has also not played Fallout 76, but if you go near the internet, you will know that Fallout 76 is a catastrophe. <laughs> so, Fallout 76 is announced. And then it's released, and all I know is, hey, it's this cool, uh, what do you call those Fortnite games? Me- uh, no. It's not, it's a multi. it's an online no, but only you, multiplayer game. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, uh... Battle Royale. Battle Royale. But, what I In thought... In a way, so the way that they kind of market it, they did kind of market it as like a Battle Royale, but it's not at all. Okay, it's, so... It's a survival that, game. That's what I thought, but then I saw it's a survival, it looked neat. I have no interest in Fallout, so sure. I I stayed away. I didn't care. I don't have time for games, so but I didn't really hear anything bad about it. I heard, hey, this is kind of cool. Okay. The only bad thing I heard was recently was uh, I was reading the news in the morning on through, like scrolling, flipping through Reddit. Sure. And someone brought up the whole uh, crappy bag, the final bag. Yeah. That is all I know that was bad about the game. All right. So I will give. A quick breakdown because uh, it do, it's not really attached to us. It's big news, but it's I mean it's not affecting me because I didn't buy this game. But I almost did. <laughs> I almost did. And here's the reason why I almost did. Okay, so this game came out. So what? 
And lead up to the game. Should we explain the game? Well, you kind of did. Well, it's it's, it's a, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a first person RPG survival game. But it's in the Fallout universe, like Fallout Four. Yep, and it's literally you a play copy with and paste from Fallout Four. Like when it comes to graphics, but it's wise. a massive multiplayer, right? Like you play yes. with a bunch of there's people it's on the online servers. only. I think I don't know how many people you can actually play against. It is a fairly barren wasteland, which is a major complaint from a lot of people of how barren this place is um but all the other all the other games that have come before this all the fallout games are single player um you play through this big huge epic story and this one has no story and you at least according to the people that review it they're like whatever stories here it's in in reality there's no there's no goddamn story um so there's Virtually no story. You don't really have anything to do. Like, they just kind of send you in the wild. Like, you just survive out there. Have a good time. So so it's a big sandbox to play in. But without a real big reason to f- fucking play, it gets really boring. There's not enough sur- stuff out there to try to kill you and eat you. So people will just wander around for a long time, bored out of their skull. They're supposed to either make friends with the other people that are on the planet because all the... NPCs, which are not non-playable characters, don't exist. They don't exist anymore. They pulled all the NPCs out of the game. There are zero NPCs in the game. You kidding me? So the only thing that are out there are some animals, very far and few in between apparently, and uh, regular people. So there are actual people out there. But one thing that... so It would only work then if you had just a server of chuck full of people correct so they they stripped out all the npcs which apparently a lot of people loved uh they thought they did a really good job with these character interactions the way that they developed these npcs and they replaced them with real humans thinking that that would be better because hey what's better than an npc but a real person that you can actually interact with well the problem is real people are assholes so (laughs) (laughs) they they, they're not gonna help you they're gonna kill you and steal your shit or whatever. So they that's just there's apparently issue after issue after issue. So besides the fact that this is a very, 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 very boring game, according to most people. Go on. And everything that they loved about the games in the past, this they stripped away and they made this into a completely different game. It's just online only. You just go out there and shoot some people or befriend them. Yeah, you can you can befriend them. It's possible. It just it won't happen, but it's possible. Um, the major issue, besides the fact that it's boring, is that the game is so broken on release that it's unplayable. Who who owns Bethesda? I think they're their own jam. Are I think they? they. I think the. I think <clears throat> Bethesda is its big deal. I think. Are sure EA doesn't own them? Because this sounds like Battlefront release. It, it sounds like a lot of releases that have come out recently, but this of recent date has owned the cake for being an ultimate failure and the one of the big reasons is the lead up to this game the ceo said over and over again in all these uh, big interviews how yeah some of our games when they get released they got some bugs and we've heard that issue but don't worry this one when it comes out of the gate it works it just simply works and he kept saying that over and over again like this is done and it's good don't even worry about bugs this is mint condition you're gonna have the best most fun time possible and he just flat out lied the game is so broken it's so pathetic it makes people just go in screaming outrage because they just they can't 
their servers drop all the time. Oh, that was another thing he said over and over again. He goes, you won't even see a server. And people are just are just online just showing clip after clip after clip. It's like, oh, I got dropped again. Looks like I'm going to go back in the game. Oh, oh, server issue. Oh, going back in the game. Oh, another server issue. Like, so, like sometimes like they'll be in the game for like five minutes and get dropped. Like the most that they get to play is maybe two hours and then they get dropped. I mean, they, they just, they're, it's inevitable that you're going to get dropped. Maybe they need, need to do a Windows update. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's inevitable that, that your game is going to crash, but that, that's just one bug that, that your game will crash. Another bug is you'll be running around shooting people, and then there'll be no impact. They're just, you can just blast at them all day, and they'll just keep coming at you. They're, they're not, there's no damage being affected. Ooh. Which, it, it, the only way to fix it, apparently, is you have to restart the whole game. <gasps> but see, that's going to make people rage, because it's like, if, if you came up to me and started shooting me, and you were hurting me, but I shot you back and nothing happened. Yeah. So they just have to quit out of the game and go back in. Oh, so just thank people you. are just constantly quitting the game and going back in because of these there's multiple over and over again, so many bugs. It's just bug-ridden garbage. But with that said, technically, it's a AAA title. <laughs> I mean, technically, I, it's, it's Only a big, because of the name. Right. It's a big AAA title that came out. It was supposed to be a really big deal. One week, well, I think it was one week, it just came out. It's either one week ago or a week and a half ago, something like that. This game just came out. It is. It has dropped from a $60 release to $35. They're needing money. They are so afraid and so desperate. I mean, this doesn't happen. People, you don't... Maybe in like a year, you can find this game for like 35 bucks. This is a week ago. People bought this game a week Steve, ago. Maybe it's just a Christmas special. Well, I mean, it's possible. It might go up slightly after, you know, this. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest, because people are not going to buy this game anymore. The rage online has happened. The tidal wave has hit. All you have left is people that have never heard of this game before. And they might check it out. Anyways... Um, so a lot of Bethesda fanboys who have loved the series, who have loved the company for so long and thought that they could do no wrong have just been destroyed over this and are just furious, um, because they were lied to and they bought a game that they waited many years for or whatever. And the game is garbage and it's unplayable. You shipped a product that flat out was not ready to be released to the public at all and you lied about it over and over again but all the different things that you can do in the game too like there's just like if you want a full list just go on youtube look for angry joe look for any other reviewer that will <laughs> gladly tell you a massive list of issues with this game and you know game clips on top of it but it's a it's a big deal in the gaming universe right now is the, the fallout from fallout and uh Another issue is they stole a bunch of people's money, kind of, by uh, they told everybody when you bought this big, huge, fancy $200 edition, you get this fancy helmet, like in the game, you get this uh, cool canvas bag that you can carry stuff in, you can even carry the helmet in there if you want, or just whatever you want to put in the cool canvas bag. There's a bunch of other little gimmicky stuff in there as well. Well, they shipped all the stuff out, and they didn't send a canvas bag, they sent this thin nylon walmart style it's like pathetic. a vinyl right uh no it's nylon for sure it's like this oh. thin thin nylon like two dollar bag uh and everyone's pointing out like well, you've blatantly false advertised like 
it says on your page right now. I'm still looking at it. It's still up to date. If you look at it, it says canvas bag. And they sent this pathetic little thin thing that will break easily. Uh, instead of this hardy canvas bag that was supposed to represent, you know, them being out in the wilderness and stuff like that. Well, especially for that, that hike in price. Right. Like that, it's $200. <clears throat> That's four times the amount of the game. Right. So, yeah, you get a helmet. I'm sure the helmet probably costs a lot of money because for collectors, you know, value and everything else. But there's the, the other items in there. This was one of the things, like, you just you just lied. You just flat out lied again, and you shipped me something that isn't the product that you said that you were going to ship me. So what are you going to do about it? Yeah, so what, they what finally they came back after, again, the Internet is screaming, because they're screaming a lot at them right now, and the Internet turned their attention to this. They're like, oh, has anyone mentioned the fact that the canvas bag isn't a canvas bag? Because <laughs> so, so, that's all I knew. Right, so they brought that up. And then so Bethesda's been trying to answer a lot of questions to date, and this was one of them. And they're like, oh, uh, yeah, about that. Um, so we we ran out, or we, we couldn't come up with the product or whatever. We, d- we weren't able to get a hold of it in time or something like that. So uh, we shipped the nylons instead. Um, if uh, this is an issue, uh, just go ahead and contact us, and we will send you a $5 in-game uh, purchase code. You can buy some stuff in, in the game. Well, another major issue is about the in-game purchasing in this uh, in this game. For $5, you can get, like, a hair bun. Like, styled, like, hair. That's the kind of crap that you get for, like, $5. Like, or, like, a face tattoo. Something that's so trivial and so stupid, it should be free. If so, I'm going to style my character, why am I paying for hair? Come on now, it's insane. So what is the what? What are the other ones that are more money? Because uh, I thought five dollars was a lot of money right. for an in-game purchase. If you want a blue paint job on like your battle armor, whatever you want to call it, to get a blue paint job, that is eighteen dollars for a blue paint job. It's insane. Like they don't even know the concept of money. They're just like throwing numbers out there. Like oh, I think they'll pay eighteen dollars for blue. For, do you, what do you? What was that? Game? What are you doing? The Paladins. How much? Uh, how much is like that type of stuff? I don't, honestly, I have to go back to to look at. It. I I can't tell it's you. Like a couple bucks. It should be maximum like three dollars, maximum. Well, that's the thing is like make it something you so more people buy it. Correct. Than one person. You nickel and dime them till you have a whole pocket full of money. <laughs> like I got you. I got you off of like all these little tiny things, and then you look back at the pile of money, like, oh, look how many times I got you. Yeah, like you this. got like, I mean, hair could be free, but you do the little paint things for a buck, and then a big thing for a couple bucks. It has to be like a big thing, like, like fancy weapons, fancy armor, fancy guns. It has to be something special to account for any kind of money, let alone $18 worth of money. Like, what do you, that's a DLC number kind of price. How? Oh yeah, you know like twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks. So what's the most expensive thing in it? It's you know? a third of the price of the whole entire game, and you want blue paint? What mm. the? F- do you do you understand the concept of money? What's going on right now? So another goofy joke upon a joke upon a joke that they got going in here. So they released a buggy, unplayable game. They did not give you the stuff that you bought, and then on top of it. You can actually 
buy that canvas bag in game if you want, but it's for seven dollars. <laughs> Again, which is already a ridiculous price for a stupid canvas bag. But um, on top of the fact, but just the simple fact that they gave you five dollars in game cash, and it's still not enough to buy the canvas bag that they were supposed to give you in real life in virtually. So it, it, it's just a joke upon a joke. Um, but I, I, that's probably enough about Fallout 76. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty big catastrophe that's been going on in the, the gaming world. And I don't know. This game is screwed either way. People aren't coming back to it. Like They have finally come back and said, hold on, everybody. We have heard that there are a few issues out here, and it's like a few issues. Your game, your company is tailspinning right into the ocean, and you're just yeah. There's a few issues. Uh, we're going to fix a couple bugs here and there. Blah blah blah. It's like your game is unplayable. People are falling literally through the earth in your game, or walking through stuff, un- unable to click on buttons that they're supposed to click on buttons to be able to advance into the game. You know, different stuff like that. Uh but uh, they said, we're going to come out, we're going to patch a few things here and there, blah, 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 blah. And uh, we'll get this game up and running more. But don't worry, we're so happy that the millions of you guys are playing it and having such a great time. And it's like, yeah, they're not. They're not having a great time. But I didn't know about a lot of this because I had been kind of staying out of it. I don't own the game. But when I saw that price drop, 35 bucks, I said, ooh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll buy this game. And then I started looking into it before I actually tried to buy it and... Uh, that's when I've heard about all this nonsense. And I was like, I'm going to stay away from this game, I think. So, all right, what's next on the docket? Was there another game that had problems? Yeah, that was Blizzard. No, uh, well, <clears throat> it, it wasn't a real issue. It was actually fine. They're releasing a mobile game, but everyone... Well, they did it the wrong time. Right. They used the wrong platform to announce Completely. They, they, they don't... They marketed it inappropriately. They teased and, and leaked it. Right. As a they new got Diablo game. PC gamers, their 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 core base of fans, they got them all jazzed and excited for this new game, and they said it's a mobile game, and then everyone in the audience was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I think everybody was excited for like, Diablo Four. Right. I mean it, and it's been a while. Yeah, it, it, it's time. You, th- this is where you can tell that Blizzard. Uh, they teamed up with Activision or Activision Bottom or something, right? They are somehow part yes, of Yes, they're teamed up with Activision, yes. This is where you can tell where Blizzard has lost their direction. Like, we now know that they're... Well, it's about that Chinese money. They all... every All these companies now are trying to dive deep into oh, this mobile. mobile market because China has is such a huge mobile gaming community. They're not... Because of the lack of consoles that their country has had, because, and, and computers, yeah, everyone has a cell phone because like that's like their main computer. They use a cell phone instead of yeah. a PC or instead of a, count, a video game console, so, like Xbox. Mobile gaming is giant there, right? Where over here, I would much rather game on a console. But so, so that's why everyone now is tr- desperately trying to get into this mobile market over in China. Like, do you realize how much money we can make over there right now? And as a result, they shoved it in the face of european and american uh pc, PC players games. trying to sell this game i'm like look at this amazing experience and they're looking at him like you got us this hyped up for this and it was their main stage opening thing that they did release yep 
It was yeah. If they if they would have uh, tagged it on at the end, tagged it no, on no, no, no. I mean, they could have teased Diablo Four, yep. and that was it. They, if they would have released this mobile game silently on a Tuesday, no big deal. Which is probably what most companies have done. I think that is it. It is good game. I think that you could have done a little promotion about it, but you had to stuff it in amongst the other big news or, or at the end of the big sure. the real big news right your you, core your core game news do that first right do all your big pc stuff right then at the end at the tail announce a mobile if you want to do a marketing blast over in china and you know show how amazing this game is do it or on youtube youtube's a big place to market this thing market the heck out of it on youtube but so so that 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 whole announcement pissed them off but right. then people started Diving deep into the trailer, found out it's like a reskin yeah. of a Chinese RPG game. Yeah, it's it's very similar, very close to another game that already exists because the real company that made it, not Blizzard, Blizzard owns the rights to all this different stuff, and maybe they character designed some stuff. But in reality, the actual people on the ground who are putting this thing together the, is an already mobile company that have their own game, and it looks the same as their own game. And it's like, wow. Um, you're just remarketing that other game over there, but you just put your characters in there. Yep. And fans got pretty pissed about that too. Like you got us this hyped up for this fancy Diablo game, and it is this free game over here that I can get right now from the same producers and all this different stuff. I don't, I, I don't forget who who's the new, you know, the actual mobile producer. But um, yeah. That, so that was a big. That was. The big news for about, a, I don't know, three weeks or something like that. And then Bethesda came in and stole all their thunder. So. <laughs> That's the thing. is Blizzard's very happy that Bethesda did this. <laughs> and this is the same in the pinball world where, like, bad news drops and everybody thinks it's the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, no. You, it's the end of the world until the next big yeah. news, which may be a week or so. Right. That's... That's the internet and Twitter for you. People jump on each other's throats all the time and it's over nothing. Um... And a lot of it comes down to if you don't like it, don't buy it. Uh, and that's the thing is like the Diablo mobile game. I actually might be kind of fun. I think because I'm a mobile gamer, um, I'm gonna love it. Do you think they're gonna sell it, or is it gonna be that free to play with like the little mini in-game? No one knows, purchases? but because it's a mobile game, everyone assumes that it's just gonna be cheap, if not free. It will be fairly cheap. It's not like they're gonna charge you thirty bucks for it or something like that. Let's say they charge you five bucks for it, or six bucks for it. It'll be fairly cheap, if not free. But then they'll charge the hell out of you when it comes to in-game purchasing, just like every other mobile game does. Yeah, which is fine because then to you can still play the core game without all this fancy little junk that actually doesn't change Correct. anything. It's just kind of like visual right. effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and Diablo might be, since it's like. Uh, an online world might be the best to do that where yeah. when you when I change my character's look everybody else sees it. I think I'm going to love this game. I really do. <clears throat> um, I like Diablo. I like that series quite a bit. This is a new addition to the series. They've said over and over again that this is a full-blown game. This is not just some little trinket mobile game. Like this is they put a lot of effort into it. They've said, you know, you know, counter to what people on the internet have said that people on the internet have said it's just a reskinned piece of crap made by these other people. They said, no, we put a lot of effort into the story, put a lot of effort into this game. This is a full blown like real game, like you like you'd get on PC, but it's built for mobile. 
Um, so that makes me excited about it. I'm totally – I've already got it uh, pre – I don't know what you call it. It's not, it's not pre-bought, but it's like preloaded on the, the Android. Oh, yeah, um, you got on the list. I, I don't know if they're doing a beta or whatever, but they were like – Well – it was like pre-announced. So, so I do this quite a bit for like new games that are coming out that I get teased. Uh, you can go in there and like pre-register. That's what it's called. Oh, okay. Pre-register for it. So that way when it releases, it can automatically download for it. And uh, so I'm excited for it. I am going to play it. I do understand why I got crapped on because oh yeah, there's the a very inappropriate place to bring it up. Get people hyped up for something you, and then slap them in the that, face that's what I meant. Like, not expecting. This is not the normal Blizzard anymore. Like Blizzard's the normal the old Blizzard that we all know and love is gone. Well we now have um Blizzard being directed by people who have no idea who their audience is. Well they're is. making money. And that, that that's what their attention is faced that's what their attention is focused on is money. Uh they saw a bunch of money over in China and said we can totally get that. Instead of focusing on their crowd of fans that are already standing here that have spent so much money on their products already and loved the history of everything that they put into this. And I think that that's why their fans got so upset. Yeah, but it's the, like you completely ignored us. You for, just well, We are here. We spent hundreds of dollars to stay in a hotel, to come to your show, to get all hyped about the stuff that you're going to tell us about. And yeah, But that's the whole thing is like Blizzard, the old Blizzard was... They would only make quality games. They right. canceled so many internal right. games. Yes. They knew their core gamers. They knew their audience. This new uh, marketing lead or director of the operations of the game company, they, I mean, yeah, they're cash grabbing, but they've, they, they've lost who, who they're supposed to be. At BlizzCon. Yep. You're fucking at BlizzCon. Yep. Your yep. announcement center. Correct. You came. You have a... <laughs> You should know who those people are. Correct. You, a convention full of people who are cosplaying and excited about your stuff, and then they came here and they're just so pumped and they're so ready to hear what the new stuff is that you've got, and all it is is a cheap, free-to-play mobile game. Yeah, that was a big miss. Yeah. But speaking of just events, Sony has pulled out of E3, they said. Yeah, it's interesting. Um. They I have do looked. have their own show, though. Right. Uh, it, it, they don't have too much to bring to E3 in the first place. Why not? I mean, new new games coming out or new products coming out. They don't really have a whole lot. They have like a new controller. Well, like, what about Xbox? I mean, they don't have a ton of new stuff. I don't know. Do you know why they're, why they're pulling out? I had an idea. Um, so since you know PlayStation and Xbox, uh, every year the media hypes everything up, and every year. They pick who the winner was. Who oh, yeah. won E3? That's right. And so we'll, we'll start. If you remember, E3 was like three days. Correct. What you saw happening the last, like, I don't know, five, seven years, <clears throat> Microsoft would announce something new a day earlier. Yeah. And then Sony the next year would announce something a day earlier. And then and all of a sudden, E3 is a, a week long of announcements. The, <clears throat> the game show or the floor might not be open, but they're at an announcement auditorium right like like across the street a, a week late a week early mm-hmm. announcing new tech and every year they have to make it bigger and do you know how much money it costs to go to e3 mm-hmm. for them mm-hmm. i mean for us it was a ton of money mm-hmm. for them they're millions of dollars right for a booth right it's it's a big investment but then you're just uh put on a pedestal you uh have to be stressed out you have to plan and you have to plan 
over six months in advance because you have to do booth design. You have to do what you're going to show there. So then you have to have, you know, you have all these new games being shown. Right. And uh, you want to show off X, X new games. If they're not going to be released by E3, you have to have a stable build if you want to show the prototype off or the demo. Correct. And so you're, you're now planning all your software and hardware on E3. Right. Which honestly isn't a good way. No. Correct. Agreed. Um, you should be focusing on just building the game properly instead of just trying and to rush a simple little demo thing to get out there, just si- pulling people off of the work that they should be doing. Now, do I think they should have pulled out? No. I think they should have. Which, and this is a two, it's a double edged sword. Don't pull out because you, people want to go to E3 to see you there. You're a big player in the market. Correct. You're, you're part of the trilogy. You've got Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. However, if you go and you're not showcasing big shit like Xbox, you're now oh you're the loser. You Microsoft obviously won this E3, right. which that's the media doing that. Right. However, Xbox and and Nintendo are now cross playing, and Sony still doesn't want to. They're kind of are now. Yeah, they are, but they're very heel dragging. They're only doing it with one game. Fortnite. Fortnite? Yeah. They're heel dragging the shit out of it. Yeah, they don't want to they don't want to crossplay. Xbox is so totally why, in it with why to go to an event where they're all there? I mean, they might actually have people go, but they're not and maybe they do have a little mini booth well, for meetings, thing. but they're not the, gonna have a big booth. Right. Nintendo has kind of already done this. They've already pulled out their majority of their booth, a majority of all their stuff, spending all the money and getting all uh, wrapped up in E3, they've pulled most of that back. They only have a small presence there to show off uh, some newer, to show off some newer games and stuff like that. But they've pulled back heavily, so it really kind of came into, and they, they do their own show. I don't remember for a what's much called. cheaper it's like PlayStation something. No, I'm talking about Nintendo. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Nintendo has their own show. In advance, probably like a day or two ahead of E3, that they can produce way cheaper in a controlled environment, not have to worry about anybody else, way, way less stress, way way cheaper. Um, they do have a tiny presence at E3 to continue to be there. I think that that is probably the best way to go forward for maybe PlayStation, because but PlayStation is not even going to be there at all. And I think that they should at least have something there. Show off some new games, anything. Isn't it interesting? So um, we've been kind of kicking around that nostalgic uh, retro gaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I just got Crash Bandicoot for, for Switch. And the PS1 Classic just dropped, which is also a bunch of news that we should talk about. But do you remember in PlayStation 1? They mocked the shit out of everybody, well, mostly Nintendo, with the Crash Bandicoot. Like, he would go up to Nintendo with his little small loudspeaker and uh, make fun of Nintendo for not having, like, all this 3D stuff and look how cool my game is. No, I don't remember and those commercials. Th- they were, I mean, they were pushing the envelope on competitors. Sure. Of calling them out. Sure. And now look where they are. They're retreating from the media, like, from all these outlets. And they're not wanting to play nice with other big companies. Mm-hmm. They're pulling out of the big media outlet of E3. Mm-hmm. Their PS1 Classic is going to fail. 
So oh, are they even going to release it? <clears throat> oh yeah, no, they're, they're releasing it. Okay, because it almost sounded like they weren't going to release it. It's like it. Fallout. The the community is making it a failure. Mm. Be- because of what they did. <clears throat> I, I think that they're going to come out just fine for the most part, but they're just pulling... Oh, Almost because they're too big to fail. The reason why is, that's what, kind of the reason why I say that. They, this year, or not this year, but this generation of PlayStation ho- owns the hill, and they're looking down at Xbox, and they're looking down at Nintendo. Uh, whereas, you know, Nintendo, in the beginning, they were the king of the hill. Then it went to Xbox for a little bit, and now it's up to PlayStation. PlayStation owns the hill. So they're looking down at the other two, and I think that they almost feel too big for their bridges and maybe they are too big so to fail but uh i th- think they just keep pulling kind of almost foolish move back to back yeah we'll see uh, we've talked about this before where i said they might own this generation and um i'm just, glad like the ps3 wasn't a failure by any means but it definitely failed to 360 um yes it, ps3 at the end of its life was really good which too good too late but the PS4 um, definitely dominated this generation. But I don't if think they don't the fix the problems that I we've agree. pointed out, they're going to fail this next gen. Correct. And it will be way easy for Microsoft and Nintendo to just swoop them up and spit them out. Right. And Nintendo is just on such a bull rush recently. They're selling way more units than uh, Xbox and PlayStation. Uh, maybe they'll take the next generation with their... Isn't this funny? Yeah. It's a freaking mobile... The, the, the funny part is, even on the um, pinball forum, there's like a arcade, like a Switch thread. <clears throat> and one guy who must never play video games outside of his little Xbox world... Sure. ...is saying stuff like, Nintendo's always been for kids. It's always a kitty. No one... This is so stupid. Why would you buy this? And it's well, like... Like you're just um, not paying attention, obviously. Conquer's Bad Fur Day on 64. That was an adult game. Mm-hmm. L.A. Noir is on the Switch. There's always, like, Resident Evil 4 was exclusive to the game. Doom. Game. Yeah. There, there's been a ton of adult games. Oh, well, here's the thing. Uh, there are so many games. There's, there's already literally 1,300 games on Nintendo Switch. And I uh, didn't realize that number was that big because every now and then i think i want a new game or whatever and i th- and it crosses through my head like there's no new games what, what do i because i'm only just looking for like these big triple a titles that are brand new maybe these brand new ones aren't popping out in my face although right now i have too many games to play and that's a big issue for me because i don't know which one to play sometimes uh but i was looking into the other day or i was on twitter the other day and they just they had just surpassed like 1300 new games on uh nintendo i was like well i have no excuse ever to say i have no game you know to find like maybe just pick a genre start walking through it and just figure out you know what's good here um well what i was gonna say was nintendo caters to everybody yes they don't cater to like xbox is pretty much you know teenagers to adult males in my head right like they really push to that um audience of younger people mm-hmm. hardcore gamers mm-hmm. uh playstation same thing they kind of are now pushing toward those exclusive console hardcore gamers where nintendo's like family plus 20 somethings um and fun right their core is like fun family 
and then they have everything spread out around. The adult-specific games are a little bit um, smaller group, like mm-hmm. uh, Doom and stuff. And Warframe. Like, we, we got Warframe on there right now. It's a great game. Um, I mean, it's on all the other platforms. I think it's also on PlayStation, for that matter. I think it's across the board. Uh, it, it doesn't cross-play, but it is on all platforms. Um, yeah, and, and this console is vastly... Uh, has a vast array of way more games than any other Nintendo console. Oh, yeah, for sure. We are seeing way more variety that are on all consoles, like Warframe, Fortnite, and stuff, mm-hmm. where the older consoles were pretty... You'd have a lot of exclusives, and the games that were on everything, like uh, Madden and stuff, they, I think, even stopped making them for the Wii and stuff like that. like Because the, the Nintendo ports of whatever game like madden and stuff they wouldn't sell well like why make a game that'll sell a thousand copies when we can sell it on playstation and xbox yeah and sell millions right and it costs xyz to you know do it's, your gold print. yeah it's literally not worth our time to make it <clears throat> exactly like the wii u was a huge failure people just went there was a lot of companies i don't remember who it was if it was ea they just said at the at the launch they were huge supporters and then when no one really bought their games because no one bought the console. Mm-hmm. They're like, why would we make games when no one is buying them? Yeah. But then Wii U is... I just got into a... I just talked talking to somebody about this the other day was... The Wii U is the ultimate Nintendo console. It can play Wii games stock. It can play Wii U games. Then you have the whole classic download thing through Nintendo legally. But if you hack a Wii U, you can play Wii, GameCube, 64, all the old stuff from Wii back. Hmm. Emulated on it. Sure. But the GameCube, the hardware plays it, obviously, because the Wii is built in. But, like, it just runs it. So you can run, like, every Nintendo console prior to the Wii U on the Wii U. It's an amazing console. It's going to be a giant collector's console for those retro people. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I mean... <clears throat> I never really played it very much, but if you look at it for what it is, it is a wonderful system. The fact that you can have these two screens, like one in your hand, one up on the actual screen, it's a very cool idea. And then obviously they took it one step further with the Switch and said, well, what if we just don't use the top screen? We just have our own. Yeah. yeah. Always handheld, and then you can dock it, and that pulls it right into the other screen. It's a... <coughs> Uh, Switch is definitely the next evolution of, of the, the Wii U. Speaking but. of evolution, did you see, uh, I don't know if it was like eBay Japan or whatever, but they had, uh, someone had found like prototype Wiimotes that were designed on GameCube. No. I, I haven't heard this. Yeah, it was awesome. So there were prototypes already on... There were prototype Wiimotes for GameCube. That's so That's so crazy. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. I mean, because like you just said, they they keep kind of tweaking it, evolving, and coming up with the next cool thing. So it makes sense that those would exist. Uh, are they like very far and few in between, or are they just like only prototypes? Oh yeah, those like maybe two in existence. Like okay. Two sets. Gotcha. This one came up, and then some dev talked about it, and they're really rare, and they're corded. So like, it's not like it's like this while it's very prototypey. But either way, they exist. That's kind of cool. And if you look at the Switch, it looks like a Wii U gamepad. I mean, the back grips and stuff. They're mm-hmm. not as apparent, like, physically uh, molded. But, mm-hmm. um, like you said, it's a very... You can see the evolution of it. Yeah, piece like, after like piece. Like, the GameCube Wiimotes look very similar, but they're not the same. Right. The Wiimote for the Wii, you can tell they spent a lot of time designing. 
but it also makes sense that the Wii was able to play GameCube games because it was at the end of that GameCube life. Yeah. The Wii was just a juiced up GameCube. Yeah. Um, I love seeing and hearing about like the history of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, it's one of those things where like you hope that they make a book or something about the process that they were going through. Because you kind of want to hear about the ideas that they were having. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's always been really good about being ultra creative and coming to market with it. Mm-hmm. Where like, like Xbox, they have Hololens. I mean, they might have come to market with it, but what was that like, thousands of dollars? Right. I mean, it's not value uh, viable to most consumers. Right. It's extremely expensive, and there's no programs really for it. They released it without programs basically for developers yeah. to play with and then you guys can create whatever you want with it and as cool of an idea is that is it's like well i think a lot of people were excited to get basically a full-blown computer that i can put on my head and be you know, living in a virtual world yeah and uh it wasn't ready like they just it's still not ready like people have it's just been in like beta essentially since i don't know was it three years ago when they released or something like that I think it was three. <laughs> well, they did, the, three they did the same ago. thing with that Surface table. It that was beta for. Oh yeah, people sold them for developers, but it never came right. Out. So like, they keep showing cool things that you can <clears> do with it. Even uh, the Connect, for I mean, it was viable and people used it uh, with the Xbox, but they would keep showing all these cool, amazing things that like professors are doing with it and stuff like that, and or doctors. And uh, those programs only exist if you are, like, a developer and you create that. Well, it's like, well, how many people on the planet are actually doing this? Like, you guys are really hyping up something that doesn't ever get used. A couple hundred people. Right. Uh, The PlayStation did really well uh, with being creative with their move system, which I think failed. It worked with the PS4, but it really... Because you have to have it for the VR. Well, same with the Connect. The Connect was a hands-free version of the <laughs> that, of the Wii and the the, the PlayStation. <clears throat> that Connect failed hard because they don't. Do they even sell it anymore? No, they do not. Yeah, they've ended they it. They closed it entirely. The Connect does not. You cannot buy any new Connects. So, the Connect failed kind of on the Xbox 360. But there are a lot of games that they made for it. There's a lot of games that. Oh, that that's where Rare went. Yep, they went from making sweet games to and, connect and, games. And there was some cool gimmicky things that a lot of people added in, into their games. Like for instance, uh, Mass Effect Three. You can talk to your companions and tell them to do stuff through the Connect. I've, I've used it a couple times myself. I thought it was really cool, um, but I didn't use it as much as my thumbs. Like you can just you can command them to go do it. Oh, sure. It's actually faster to do it that way because it's it's more. Because it wasn't real good mic-wise, if you asked them to do something and they didn't hear it, well, they might not move right away. You know what I mean? So it's easier just to, if you can just hard command them to go over there, they'll go right now. Anyways, so uh, they had a a lot of cool games in the 360 era. When it came to the Xbox One, they didn't make shit for it. I don't think there's one game out there for the Xbox One that... uh, is made for the connect and if there is someone would have to i guess comment on our podcast tell me what it is <laughs> i really i i can't think of any games that one even use it two that are made like directly for it i 
I'm fairly certain that there's no games that are made directly for it. Like, this is one of these cool, like, kids' games where you can, like, pet a lion or something like that with it. Whereas they had a lot of that kind of stuff back in the 360 era. Like, they had Star Wars had one. Uh, there was a, a couple pet games that had them, some, a lot of sports games. Oh, come on, dude. Dance. Dance Central. But is that for the Xbox Just dance. One? Xbox One. Oh, really? Okay. So, I get, never mind. I, I'm oh, wrong. There, there are some dance games out there that, that have it. Xbox Fitness? Come on, man. You're right. Oh, yeah, Fitness. I, oh. Now, now, now that you're saying this, I can remember the, the first E3 when they released it because they released a bunch of uh, games now. It's sad. Um, I just Googled it quick, Xbox One Connect games, and there is nothing that looks remotely cool. Yeah, just dance, just a couple sports games. I mean, there were some cool games on the 360 i remember i think they i think they spent a lot of money on the fitness one because i think they hired like celebrities to do it i thought there would have been a viva pinata because that was a big 360 game they used the connect yeah okay how'd how'd they use it i don't know okay just know that was big okay i think there was a connect version somehow i bought uh a friend's old connect from for xbox one so that i could do streaming for the mic and the video you know a game that I always wanted to play? Two games. Hydro Thunder. Okay, no, that, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's two Kinect games that I always wanted to play, but I never did. There was this cool like mech game. It was a big title before it ever came to the 360. And it, you know, obviously is an older game. So it, it, uh, it had a... In the olden days, whenever that came out, and when I say olden days, I mean like the 90s, I think it was like on like a PlayStation One, and it had this apparently this a whole bunch of like a, like a wraparound bunch of gear, like with like a steering wheel or at least joysticks and and buttons, a whole rig. Uh, like, are you talking about Steel Battalion? Yes. Did they make that for Connect? Oh my God, they made it for Connect. Correct. So before oh. you had a whole entire rig, and then I loved the commercials. For Steel Battalion, on I hope this is the game that we're. I'm not just lying to people right now, but when they would show the commercials for the Connect using it, it just gave me a huge boner, and I wanted to play that game so bad because this kid walks in, he sits down in front of his uh, uh, TV, um, the Connect turns on, and then he like opens a hatch, like he's like miming all this different stuff, and like. In the game, the guy's opening the hatch. He's standing out of his uh, his like mech or tank, whatever, and he's opening fire. He's doing all this. This is it. All right, so we're, right, right, right now we're, we're pulling up the trailer. Now watch this trailer. This is so cool. So the Kinect comes on. He opens up Steel Battalion. This is on 360. Yeah. So this is old. Uh, look at the graphics. The graphics look good. Uh, so, so he's – is, is he in a tank or – yeah, it's a tank. Or it's a boat or something. But either way, like, see how he stands up there? He opens the thing. He raises his hand. Uh, binoculars oh, wait, so come up. He's, he's swiping. He's looking at his friends by swiping back and forth. That's so cool. He's sitting there. Yeah. And he, so that means he's in the vehicle. Correct. When he stands up from the couch, he pops through the hatch. And if he raises his arm to his face like uh, binoculars, binoculars pop up. Yeah. And then when he sits back down, he swipes left and right, and that's where his crew is. Yep. He can Wow. This this is like full right. on utilization. This is amazing. I I really want to play this game. Uh because it's fully like I don't know what 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 do you say? Like it just enwraps you in this environment. 
oh, he's physically punching somebody right now. Come on. Come on. Oh, that's super cool. Wow. So when I, I think the original Steel Battalion had that big, huge, it's not a keyboard, but it's like a big command system with two joysticks. Yeah. I mean, they're rare and they go for big bucks. Big bucks. Because they're big command units. Mm-hmm. But the game is, people love it. Right. People want that. So I think that they were hoping that this would be a, a big deal. And I don't know if it was. The commercial, to me, was a big deal. I never bought it. Why wouldn't you ever buy it? I don't know. You were big on Connect, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I use my voice a lot because I just like I do nowadays. I I talk on my phone all the time. I got Alexa units hooked up to everything. I have hooked up to my Xbox. Like last night uh, while I was putting the kids to bed, I told uh, Alexa, turn on my Xbox and uh, open up Destiny 2. So while I was doing that, it was loading that all up for me. So I was all ready to sit down. Do you I know what done. is really lame? Hmm. They did not have backward compatibility for Steel Battalion. Well, for what do you mean? Xbox One to 360. Well, that is stupid. Um, when you because have... their new Connect is apparently way more powerful than the old oh, Connect, yeah. like f- three times as powerful or something like that. So it would be probably a lot better. But I don't have a Connect for 360. I I used to. Actually, I don't think I even have my 360 more. I think I sold it to my, to my brother. So I don't think I even have one anymore. Oh, my God. We can't even play this. Well, we can buy one for probably 20 cents. It's not that hard. 20 cents? Yeah. Just like we're going to get a trillion dollars for our pinball machines. It's These numbers are really I, accurate. I, I like the way you think on selling stuff. <laughs> so, okay. So the second game that I really wanted to play, Connect-wise... How the fuck do we get on Connect? I know. it's just I'm loving this bunny chill right now. Let's just stay on it for, for a moment. Um, uh the other game I really wanted to play was this like uh, mage. babysitting game. No, it was it was this mage version of uh, Fable. Oh <laughs> yeah, I remember they had a Fable game. Yeah, it looked super cool. So like Fable, I love the Fable series. It's I think called it's the re- journey. Yep, this is also a ton of fun to watch because the guy is throwing fireballs at people and like pulling them and all this cool stuff. It, it looks epic. So I always wanted to do that. And I always wanted to play Steel Battalion. So those are the two games that if I ever do go back and try to download some or play some of this stuff, I'm definitely going to buy those two games. So we've been talking Xbox Connect, but when the PS Move came out PS on PS3, yeah, um, I bought it used after the fact. Did um, you get the cool gun? No. Okay, but... I got a bunch of the handheld uh, things and then the, the little camera. Mm-hmm. Um, my big one was um, the sports game that had, it was kind of like a bunch of sports games that had like the disc golf, which was super fun and like volleyball. Um, but I, what I got really hyped for was sorcery. You were like Harry Potter. Oh, really? And you were in this world where so you, you were holding magic. It like a wand. Yeah. I was so excited for it. But the funny part was the, at the place where I was working at, my uh, cube neighbor... Her friend was actually working to make the game. Really? Yeah, that's cool. So it was kind of it was kind of neat to to have that connection somehow. Yeah. I never talked to him, but to, yeah, to but know would, someone. Would you like this game? You were excited about this game, and then you know, come to find out, somebody that you know actually knows person who works on it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I don't know if I ever even bought it. I have the move still, um, but it's boxed up. I think that's maybe one of the big reasons, or at least it's a reason, why I like uh, Gears of War so much, 
is because we ended up being in contact and talking to a lot of people who worked for Gears of War when we did our stuff. It definitely adds a, a layer of complexity and connection mm-hmm. to, to make you uh, like it. Right. I mean, I, I liked it already. I think I was actually, I was, I was a big you fan. You were big because of the we, books and stuff. Yeah. I, I was already deep into the lore already. And then add on to the fact once we started kind of getting involved into that a little bit, that uh, that really solidified it. It was like, well, this we're part of this now. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're on the Unreal team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, What do we got next? Speaking of, we should drop at that retro store down the street. Uh, we want to look at. I don't know. Okay. You just, you just want to stop in there and see what kind of new oh, games that they have. Oh, man. Or you know what happened games? to me? Um, I, I uh, dug out of my, my... Oh, God. So my daughter likes to, to walk holding on to the entertainment center. Sure. And she opens the doors and then just starts pulling everything out. Yeah. Uh, one side is our, our movies and one side is my video games. Sure. Um, and in my video game, um, I had... Uh, what, current, game, what games do you have in there? Do you have? I have some, some PlayStation 3 stuff because I used to have the PS3 up there for the Blu-ray player. Okay. Um, Wii. So I had the, the top... My top Wii games up there. And then Wii U and Switch. And then I had the SNES Classic and a bunch of the controllers like for GameCube and stuff. What do you have currently hooked up to your TV right now? <laughs> a Switch. Mm-hmm. And I just plugged in my Wii U again. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Cool. So, because she kept pulling the game. This is where my story was leading. She kept pulling the games out. And uh, all of a sudden I see Excite Truck hit the floor. And I was like, oh, I was going to bring in... Uh, Star Fox oh, which we still haven't played. for you to play. Yeah, I, I need to play this game. So I was like, oh, shit, I want to play Excite Truck again. So I pulled uh, the Star Fox games out for Wii U for you, and then uh, I grabbed Excite Truck and Excite Bots, which I had up there. And um, I booted my Wii, Wii, my Wii U back up and uh, started playing Excite Bots because, you know, it's like the spiritual successor. And, and a lot of people, even on Reddit, like hype it up to be better than Excite Bot or Excite Truck. Fucking false. <laughs> it is not it is close. a great game on its own. It sure. is not a spiritual uh I would not say it is a successor. Like 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 you should skip Excite Truck and just play Excite Boss because it has everything plus better. Mm. It's its own weird game that is clunky is and and annoying with the mechanics of Excite Truck. Okay. If you want the pure if you like Hydro Thunder like me. You want that f- pure crazy racing? Screw Excitebots. That game slows you down all the time to do these stupid maneuvers. Hmm. Uh, I can get into it, but like Excite Truck is just pure is, arcade racing. It's the pure arcade racing, and the only complaint was people were um, saying like when you do uh, two player, there's no uh, bots. There are no MP like uh, CPU racers. It's just you and the other person. Oh, so it's a little empty. Um, however, and, and then there's no replay value. You fucking kidding? You try to get S on every single track, it's going to take you a little while. Uh, replay is just playing the damn game over to 100% it. Because there is a bonus track at the end when you unlock everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like this crazy space game. Um, is it repetitive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. But, uh... Yeah, but, but so are all those racing games. Yeah, but... Uh, it is a perfect callback to those old uh, arcade racers. Sure. And that's what I wanted. So that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like site bots, when you boot it up, it looks the same. It's the same graphics. It's the same menu system. Why do they call it bots? <sighs> I don't. They must have been on fucking acid when they made this. So they're like transformers. Pretty much. They're mechanical animals that have wheels on their feet. Really? And the, this is the real this is the this is uh this is the good stuff. Uh when so you start like a rat race, trap from uh, Beast Beast Wars. <clears throat> sort of. Okay, so okay, let's just go through. So you boot the game up. Sure. And just like Excite Truck, you gotta, you gotta do training first. So you pick you know, you go to training and this shows you a couple moves and on Excite bots there's um there's more moves, like you can do more spins in the air. And now they've added these like poles and you can't freaking bypass them. Your little hook comes flying out of your car and it hooks onto the pole. And some poles you spin a bunch and you have to move your Wiimote in a circular motion to, to get momentum. And then it goes wow, 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 wow. And then once your meter builds up, you release. Oh, so this is not even a racing game anymore. Uh, the, these are the parts that slow you down and it's an irritating as hell. Sure. Then there's other bars where you get one loop. And you have to do the motion with the remote and then push forward at like the bottom. To, yeah, to correctly launch from the bar. Sure. Um, so you pick an a- then you pick an animal once your training's done. Mm-hmm. And it's your car and they have different you know, uh, specs on the animals. Sure. So a bat is like really fast and light. Okay. Um, a turtle is medium Powerful. but very uh, grippy. Sure. Uh, but when the race starts, when you pick your color, of course... Uh, when the race starts, they're all walking. Like walking? Yeah, they got like little sticks with their butt. They're kind of waddling on two. You know, they all stand up on their two hind legs and they're walking. And then it's like beep beep. You know, and then they all drop down to the car mode, and then you race. Oh, <laughs> so, this, how could I, they even consider this to be a successor? This isn't even the same game at all. No, but they shouldn't like, even call it the same. It they, they, they named them too close to each other for that matter. The game engine's the same. Ah, okay. And even some of the tracks are so similar. Okay. So then there's a... There was a lot of cool things, ideas in the game that they could have made a a sequel to Truck. They had... um, But they were were trying to go for a brand new thing altogether. Oh, God, yeah. And uh, I'm glad I bought it. It's enjoyable. For what it is. For what it is. But if you are looking for the racing, don't play this game. Sure. You have to be in the right mood. Mm-hmm. So then there's certain power-ups now where, like, you hit this power-up, and all of a sudden, uh, this dart comes flying on a little arm, comes flying above your car. And you have to throw it at a dartboard that you drive by. <laughs> really? Right, right only on a racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> or you hit a little box, and um, and uh, the b- bowling pins light up. And what you happens if them. you don't throw it at the, at the... You don't get extra points. Like those, oh, okay. Um, so it won't, it won't, like, dock you or slow you down or prevent you from moving forward. No, but the the thing is, like, when you are racing, you have to collect, you you get stars mm-hmm. for doing tricks, winning first place, throwing a dart at a dartboard. For you to get the S rating. And then, because like, you're rating. Sure. And so to get an S rating, you have to have, I think it's about 50 stars above what you, is the minimum requirement to beat the track. For those who don't know what an S rating is, a lot of, on tracks, like there's several racing games, including Sonic, you complete a level and you can get... Uh, different uh, letter ratings like a b c d you know like like in school but then above a is s for what super yeah i, have no idea. I don't yeah. know why they I, I don't know why they've chosen s but i'm assuming it means super 
So when you get everything S class uh, track wise in Excite Truck, it like unlocks that special track. Um, they also the the uh, I like when they do this too because uh, like they unlock cars and colors for your car based on like if you have to drive this car and get an S rating on this track. Hydro Thunder does it too for their skins. Yep, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those are fun because you you then maybe you pick a truck that you're not familiar with to 100% the game. You pick a truck you're not familiar with or a boat sure. and you have to go do something that it, is out of your realm. Yeah, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's new. Uh, Otherwise, you might have never even done that. Yeah. It, well, you, yeah, I wouldn't have. Right. Um, they... What else was there? There was like... Random, uh, some, some boxes just give you stars. That's dumb. <laughs> sure. I guess, yeah. Uh, the Oh, then there's another box that makes you like a power walking beast mode you just plow through trees but you transform into the walking mode which looks like because okay, this is an off-road game yeah this is the excite bots yeah and uh you just waddle but you have fire flying out and so like trees break and you're just blowing through the map but you honestly can barely maneuver because it's it's motion control mm. you tilt the controller excite truck felt very controllable excite bots like i raced as the bad as my first car uh, almost unplayable, like all over the map, super crazy. Hmm. Anyway, good game, good game to play. But if you're looking for the racing only, don't don't play the bots. And did you did you play the Star Fox game ever, or not yet? I the Wii U one. Yeah, I played the first mission. Okay, but that's about it. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, the main complaint, which all the reviews say, are it, it's hard to get used to looking up at the screen on the gamepad because they each show different and you have to use both. Hmm. Um, and it's also the controls. But if you also watch the every review, they say once you get used to it, it's amazing. It sounds like it. I mean, I, I really do want to play this. Like you brought it in the office for us to play and check out. So I, I really totally want to check this out, as well as a little cool side game that comes along with it, That's which cool. has its own case, which I was not expecting. I thought it'd be like in the same game, like on the same disc, but it has a separate disc, and that is uh, okay. Star Fox Guard, yeah, tower defense game. That was a random. I'm just as interested to play that. I don't even know if people were expecting it when Star Fox uh, Wii U dropped. It was just like all of a sudden they're like, "Here's another game that comes with it for free," and it's like, "What is this?" Sure. Kind of it almost un- makes you wonder why they spent the money and the time and all this different stuff to just bundle it. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I don't know if they were just kind of working at maybe that would have been a mobile game and they sure. kind of scrapped it and just bundled it with the. We already have it here. We might as well just give it out. Um, Nintendo's getting big huh. into mobile games, so maybe they maybe that'll be something down the road they'll do. Sure. I because the Wii U sold so poorly, they've been porting some games over like Donkey Kong and Mario Kart um, to have those. Re, you know, reseller right. Make money now that the base of the Switch is so big. The people didn't experience this because they didn't have a Wii U, so this is new to them. Um, I don't know if they should bring Star Fox over, like remaster it because people complained that it was so close to the old one. But if they brought Star Fox Guard to mobile, I think it would be um, taken well. Sure. That makes sense. 
It would be, it'd be another uh, revenue. I makes sense. It would be a good idea. I mean, I paid ten bucks for Mario Run, and I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. That was a I put a ton of hours into that game. And pretty much, if you slap a Star Fox on something, I'll buy it. So, I am very surprised they have not made a Star Fox controller. They have everybody else, Toad and Princess. I know that's actually what held me off. Um, I didn't. I I guess I myself didn't realize how much of a Star Fox fan I was until I saw all these characters on these controllers, and I was trying to pick them. And then I realized there wasn't a Star Fox, and I was like, and I stopped. I didn't buy anything at the time because I thought I have to go look online because there might be one online, and I'm not gonna buy some Mario one or some Yoshi one when I could get a, a Star Fox one like I want. So I, I left the store, and then it doesn't exist. They don't make one for anything. Uh, well, back back in the day, they didn't make very many customized controllers in the first place. They maybe made like a blue one or a red one, but they didn't make a, like a Star Fox controller or a Mario controller. They just were colored. Um, so, so that's really only uh, a newer thing to actually do a full blown like, customized customized controller. Yeah, I mean, it's new as in Xbox three sixty mm, yeah, PS3 era. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, I miss the. Well, I guess I for our gen like for our. Um, experience it was like the renaissance of of gaming everything was new and amazing and like it almost felt like nothing could be but, bad but i feel like that is going to be every generation going forward they will have their own revolution oh no that's why i said ours yeah 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 like i i love my memories of the playstation 2 original xbox <sighs> original xbox halo when halo first came out and you're on that ice planet i forget what it's called right now hoth no, <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's something. It's, it's not. It's not uh, bloody gulch, whatever it's called. But it's, anyways, yeah. But when you're out, I remember just the very first time. Like all of us were playing, all of I multiple Xboxes, all hooked up, a whole entire room full of TVs. So many people in here. I just couldn't believe the future that I was sitting in. Like we're all playing on this game right now. It was just so mind blowing, and I had some uh, like like rich friend who like, he was old, he was much older than us, and he just didn't want to grow up. So he had all this extra money. Like we didn't have this kind of cash, but he had since he had like a full blown like real job, he had bought multiple Xboxes, hooked it up to like multiple TVs. So we, like we'd bring like our Xbox, other people would bring their Xboxes, and then with his already like small collection of, like three or four Xboxes, we had. This huge room full of people, and it it was just mind blowing. I well, plus at the time because you could split the exp, uh, the the screen too, so even if you ran out of screens, you could just split the screen, and you could just keep putting people on it. So you could have just so many players. I just remember it was I think what it was maxed out at sixteen players. I don't I don't really know. I think so. But either way, just and we probably didn't even hit that. We probably had maybe twelve people in there or something. But it felt like just an army of us in there it just was so cool um what's funny is pc gamers have been playing online for years before that sure but um yeah for console that was big stuff yeah and i was never into i've never been into pc i've always been a console player my entire life um i've just tipped my uh, dipped my toe into pc slightly a couple times but uh just have stuck with console it's easy it's for i guess more casual gamers if you will even though 
I at times would consider myself to be an ex, you know a, a deep gamer because of uh, my dad duties have taken over so I've become more of a casual gamer even though I love gaming I love it's, just consume news about gaming all day long but uh oh speaking of dadding and gaming mm-hmm. not to cut you off don't do it but like when my daughter opens up that left cabinet on the thing and yeah. she's pulling out like my I have a, a Yoshi and a Princess Wiimote and a couple GameCube controllers and the SNES. And she just sits there playing with them because they, they light up. I'm so proud. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Someday, Bracken, you're yeah. going to be able to play with Dad. And I get excited, but, you know, who knows if she will like them. No, I do the same thing. Like when uh, Beckett is holding this controller that's way outsourced, you know, way, way larger than his little hands can handle. But he's moving the, the joysticks around and stuff like that. It's, I feel the same way. Like, I cannot wait. Until you and your brother can play games with me, and that is what we're going to do all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, PlayStation 1 Classic. We had talked about it. I was actually super hyped for it. Do you remember? It's the PlayStation 1 Classic. It's like the mini PS1. It comes with 20 games preloaded. It was like Sony's version of the Nintendo Classic. Um, When they announced it, people were extremely excited. Now... 8 and 16-bit games look fine uh, brought into HDMI and, and New Life because they're usually 2D, yep. side-scrolling or whatever, yeah. and their graphics stay, uh, I don't know, like when we go back and play those games, we know what to expect. Right. Uh, PlayStation, though, was one of the first uh, of its, well, of its gen to have the 3D. Yeah. 3D is going to be hard because we're so used to 3D now with good graphics. Yeah. And the PlayStation 1 had bad graphics compared right. to today. I still would be fine with it because I am very nostalgic to PS1. But that is just one of the issues of bringing back a PS1 classic. And I understand that issue. Before you get into the others, I just want to just slightly bunny trail on that for a second or just stay on it for a second. And like my memories of like the N64 era... Mm-hmm are so great and I, I remember these really cool games that were so fun and so awesome and I've seen pictures or video of them nowadays and I immediately like change the channel or turn it off because it's like don't ruin my memories because because <laughs> I used to love this stuff and whenever I see like an image or like a video of some like you know PlayStation 1 or N64 game it's 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 god awful yeah. you, you can barely even tell what they're supposed to be I get the, one of our friends says that that's why he doesn't play any game older. Like, oh. it, older than what he's playing today, he'll never play anything prior. Is that John? No, that's Jesse. Oh. Um, I can go back and play. I, I don't really care. Like, I'll go back and play Metal Gear 1, which, if you look at it today, is, like you said, it's very mushy. Like, you, some graphics you can't make out, but back when it released, obviously, it was, like, the best graphics ever. Sure. I don't personally care. I can. I was playing uh, Mario sixty four on my Retro Pi. Yeah, worked fine for me. I didn't. Really, I didn't really care. I haven't seen Mario sixty four in a long time, so I don't. I don't know how with the graphics differences. I'm sure it's dramatic. It's old. Yeah, but I, I haven't. I haven't seen it in a long time. Right. But go on. So that's only one of the issues. Oh uh, well, so, and that's so not. People, that's not even an issue. That's just like a personal preference, right? Right. Well, but it is. It is a big deal. So are people like slapped in the face with it? Like, oh, that's what it used to look like. No, because people wanted this. 
PS One was a very nostalgic console. It was like okay. sold like gangbusters. So I mean, it took it. out Sega. Sure. It won that era. Right. I agree. It was the it was the console with Crash Bandicoot making fun of the Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the hype train starts with the PlayStation One Classic. Then they announce their three games, and they said, you know, we're gonna have twenty, but here's three little tidbits. People are like, oh, okay, all right. Some people canceled their pre-orders. What, what were they again? <sighs> okay, so I think back when they announced it, it was like uh, Final Fantasy VII, Ridge Racer, and Tenken Three. Uh, Wild Arms and Jumping Flash. Okay. They announced either five of those or they announced just three of those in their initial no- or they, like their initial press release. All right. People were like, oh, yeah, you know, Final Fantasy, good stuff, good stuff. But, you know, there's everybody has their own opinion on what classic PlayStation 1 games there are. Sure. I have my own, which are much different than most people's mm-hmm. that I've seen reviews on, like Metal Jesus Rocks. But what I had hoped was it would get hacked like uh, the the Nintendos. And what I would do is I'd take my PlayStation 1 games and just put them on it. So I'd sure. have my own little – I'd make my own little PlayStation 1 mix. Sure. Because then I can leave it up in the upstairs because it's small. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to leave it downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus it has all the games on it. You don't have to have multiple discs. You don't have to – Yeah, no discs. Yep. None just of that. Just turn it on and you're, you're flying. Oh, very convenient. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of there is gonna be some some nerds that are like, just get a retro Pi, just get a Raspberry Pi, put your PlayStation One emulator on it, blah blah blah. Sure, that's not the point. The point is, I have an authentic controller, I have an authentic looking case, mm-hmm. it looks like a PlayStation One, and it's HDMI, it's done nicely, I like it. Yeah. So I was still, I didn't, I didn't put the pre-order in. I almost did, but I wanted to see what would happen. I knew I didn't have the time to play it, so I was just kind of waiting, and I was like. I should I should be able to find it before Christmas. Okay. Um, then more news came out, and they had let media people play it. Uh huh. Turns out they were using an open sourced emulator, which isn't a huge deal, but it kind of starts the ball rolling on people thinking that this is like a cheap money maker. It's almost like they didn't put much thought or time into it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, Nintendo's has their own custom emulator on it. Right. I mean, Nintendo because spent a lot of time on sure. it. Sure. Then, the controllers are the original. There's no joysticks, which came out later with Metal Gear Solid. The the first DualShock, which had two joysticks. Right. They're yeah. saying that, that they don't have it on? The PlayStation 1 Classic comes with the original controller. No joysticks. Interesting. It also has no rumble. Okay. Okay, well, Metal Gear Solid was one of the first games that didn't really require it, but when you fought Psycho Mantis, you had to have Rumble. Interesting. So now you don't have Rumble, you don't have dual joysticks, and you have games on there, or a game, that... Almost requires it. Almost require it. Like, we're very heavily influenced on it. Sure. It was a big deal at the time. Yep. you would think maybe I get it. The original PlayStation controller, PlayStation controller was very. It was the big look of the first gen. You know, I'm just pause you for one second. You know, it was a big deal when these rumblers, these rumblers came out. They were new. It revolutionized the fact that uh, this item that you're holding in your hand is now going to be a part of the experience. You are literally going to feel 
uh, your gun shooting. You are going to feel the impact of someone hitting your character because there's such a quick spin, a quick rumble in your hands, and all of a sudden you are physically uh, affected, not just visually affected by what's going on in the game. And uh, nowadays, uh, hardcore gamers or tryhards, whatever you want to call them, they will turn off the settings and not play with rumblers. Like my brother, for instance, he does not play with rumblers in most of his games. He turns them off. And, or like when we used to have our video game company for a while, uh, we would take, people would pay us, we would charge them $5 to take the rumblers out of the controller and sell them a rumberless controller. Yeah, that seems weird. Yeah. It was weird, and does, I does your brother do it for battery life? No, he does it because uh, it <clears throat> it affects his shooting ability. Oh, because in theory, the controller is moving, Correct. thus your finger is moving on the right. trigger. You you can't focus solely on just pulling that trigger and just shooting through it. It's not a smooth experience because it's rumbling, it's shaking. Whereas to me, I can never do that. The concept of that to me is it's uh, heresy. Like, no, they put this in it. For a reason, so you can experience the game. So I I understand why people do it, but to me it's so tryhardy. I can't. I can never. I love it. it. Yeah, it's it's a part of the game. The, I, I it's about the feeling of of the game. So I I'll never not do it. But I'm not trying to shit on people who are who do do it. I just I I don't. Uh, I can never do that. It's like uh, shaker motors and pinball. I put them in a bunch of mine, and um, they become normal. So playing games with with uh, rumble. Is normal. Uh huh. If I played that game again without it, I would notice, and then it would be weird. I noticed immediately because I, I went to play with uh, my brother on some. It was probably Destiny or something like that, and my controller wasn't moving, and it felt so weird to pull the trigger and not feel my gun shooting. I didn't realize how used to my hands or my body feeling yeah. these guns shooting away. So I, it felt like I wasn't shooting. I mean, it's just. Is it something broken? Like I, I didn't know. I was immediately taken aback. Like, I, what's going on right now? But uh, it's it was doing everything fine. It just everything was turned off. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. I pulled up a picture of the first DualShock, and it literally is the first controller with the two joysticks and the button for analog. Yep. It was a revolution, and it no one ever looked back. Um, but they are shipping only with the first one. Which, okay, fine. Sure. But then you I want mean, to pack games that. Will only utilize this, like no DualShock stuff. Right. Well, there's Metal Gear. Then they put on a 3D first-person shooter, Rainbow Six. What? Who wants to play a first-person shooter without twin joysticks? Hmm. Do you remember playing Goldeneye on N64? Hold on. So, um, do they use both joysticks? They what? use the left one for sure. Because okay. Let's say I didn't own a, a dual joystick controller. Obviously, I have my analog D-pad on the left-hand side to move my guy around. Mm-hmm. Do I need that other analog stick to look up and down? I don't know how they do it. Okay. I'm assuming, just like Goldeneye, that you have buttons to do the up and down stuff. That's what I'm thinking. And too. so it's going to just gonna be ultra clunky. Sure. And Rainbow Six? That's not fucking classic. No. I've, I, didn't, I didn't even know they made Rainbow Six on PlayStation. Correct. I've only played it on I, PC. You just saying that right now was the first time I knew that it existed on uh, PlayStation 1. For you to consider that as a classic, I, it, I don't 
I don't, I don't, I don't see how that could be. I mean, there's so many other games on that list. Obviously, Final Fantasy, I get that. Obviously, Tekken, I get that. There's a lot of games on that list that should be on the list. Um, but there's some very odd ones. Is um, Crash Bandicoot must be on there? I'm assuming. Nope. Spiral must be on there. I'm assuming. Nope. Uh, Terminator. Uh, nope. Um, what other classic games do you remember? From oh, Ra- Raymond must be on there. Mm, I don't think so. Maybe. Oh, I love ads. Raymond? No. Sy- Siphon Filter. Is that on there? Yes. Okay. Only the first one. Which I would say is a PS1 classic because it is exclusive. I remember playing it. I bought the second one because of it. But I like the first one more. Okay. Sorry. So there, there, there's one <clears> game <throat> on there that uh, I would consider... You want me to redo the list again? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Go ahead and read the list. Battle Arena Toshiden, which I have played the demo, and it was really fun. It was like a 3D I, fighter. I, I've never heard it. Okay. Uh, cool Borders 2. I love Cool Borders. My brother and I played Cool Borders quite a bit back in the day. Uh, I would agree. I loved it. Uh, Destruction Derby. But I don't know if it's a classic. But either way, I mean, a clear, if it's if enough people liked it that they thought it should go on here, then it must be a bigger deal than I thought. Like, to me, it was a big deal. My brother uh, was a big deal. I would think Cool Boards is actually a big deal. Okay, sure. That, that's good. Destruction Derby. I don't even know. I remember it greatly on PS1. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven, Obviously. Grand Theft Auto. That, that has to be on there. Um, I never played on PS1. I played it on um, PC. So it's classic to me, but I don't tie it with PlayStation. Um, what was the one that really hit? Grand Theft Auto was kind of a big deal, but I think it was a sequel. There was Grand Theft Auto 2. I think it was Grand Theft Auto like 2 and there or was, 3. Then there was Grand Theft Auto 2 in London. But then Grand Theft Auto 3 was the first 3D World one on PlayStation 2, and that okay. went like bonkers. So that is the one that I truly remember. I That's PS2. We're not talking about that. I know. So I, I don't know what it even looks like for uh, PlayStation 1. It's top-down view. Oh, I have seen it. I, I, I've, I've seen really it. bad graphics. I've never played it, so I don't, I don't have an opinion on it. I guess it's fun, but it doesn't really hold up. Sure. Um, Intelligent Cube, cool puzzle game. Jumping Flash, I don't remember that one. Metal Gear Solid, classic game, but without the Rumble DualShock, not sure. Her. Mr. Driller, no never idea. heard of it. Oddworld, Abe's Odyssey, yes. PS One classic. Yep. Rayman. Oh, they do have Rayman. Okay, I missed it. So so Ray- Rayman's uh, in there. Very classic. Resident Evil Director's Cut. That seems interesting. I would agree. It's not the original Resident Evil. It's the Director's Cut, which I own both. That's very unclassic of them. Either um, way, it's fine. It's a good game. It's probably a better game. But than... it's a mixed up. Let's say, like they mix stuff up from the original. <coughs> right. But it, you just, you would have thought they'd... Resident Evil 2 was a better game. Okay. And that's also on PlayStation? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh... Revelations Persona. But they're probably using it because it's the first one. But that's the director's cut. It's not even the... Good I mean, point. it's the first one, but it's <laughs> like point. the remix. Right. Okay. Go on. Uh, Revelations Persona. I, I, have no, I think it's a JRPG. I have no idea. Ridge Racer Type 4. Ridge Racer was one of the first games that they uh, showed on the PlayStation when he would, like, run into a football field, plug in the PlayStation, and play on the big Jumbotron. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it was Type 4. I think it was just Ridge Racer. Okay. So I don't... I think Type 4 is fine. I don't know. I do remember that Ridge Racer was a, was a big deal at the time. I don't even remember what system I saw Ridge Racer on. 
So I don't know if it was on PlayStation 2, but I feel like... You know what it was? Did they make an arcade game? I don't know. Probably not. I don't know, because I I remember seeing Ridge Racer quite a bit around that time era. Do they have Virtua Fighter on there? Uh, On the PlayStation? Yeah. No. What what, what system was that on? Oh, no. Uh, Wasn't that Sega? Virtua Fighter is Sega. Okay. So that was on Dreamcast. And probably uh, I played that Saturn. arcade quite a bit, too. Mm, yeah, they made arcade games. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. I think uh, it's some sort of Tetris thing. Siphon Filter. Own it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Tankin 3. Classic Fighter. It's, it's one of my favorite memories. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. On PC, sure. Sure. Not on PlayStation. Twisted Metal. Yes, classic. 100%. However, uh, Twisted Metal 2... Might have been a better choice. Yeah, but they're, they're trying to stick to this. The no, they're not trying to stick to shit. <laughs> Besides the director's cut. They are not sticking to anything on this. <laughs> sure. If they were classic, Cool Borders 1 would have been picked, which Cool Borders 1 is way worse mm. than Cool Borders 2. Good point. And then Wild Arms, which is an, an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the... There, There's a bunch of like RPG games that would have been better than... I tell you what, I mean, like... So, as a kid who lived, I grew up in a family, I think I've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, I grew up in a family that uh, was, was fairly restrictive, so I wasn't allowed to play a lot of shooters, a lot of violent games, and uh, so I play a lot of sports games. Uh, so, to me, I, my opinions on a lot of the stuff is probably skewed, because I played like a lot of baseball games and stuff on that, so I remember those games, as well as, of course, like the Crash Bandicoot and such, which I think is a, it's a stunning to me. The Crash Bandicoot and Spyro are not on this list. Those are the two, easily the two biggest games besides Final Fantasy, in my opinion, from that era. They were, no, I would agree. They are mascots to the console. Yes, they are the mascots. I mean, because Final Fantasy, even though that is an exclusive at the time uh, for uh, PlayStation, they weren't mascotted. They were like a really cool thing. Like, you should buy this because this game is on here. But they weren't a mascot, whereas Spyro was a blatant and Crash were blatant mascots for PlayStation. They, they were the Mario of PlayStation. Yes, yes, I, very they, much They so. were so mascotted that you thought they were PlayStation. Well, Yet, they sold out. Naughty Dog has, uh, you know, they're on all the consoles now. Yeah, but at the time. Oh, no, 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 for sure. Right. Like, that was PlayStation's thing. Right, um... Same with since, Twisted Metal, like Sweet Tooth. Yeah, so I, I am shocked that those two titles, and not even that, multiple versions of those two titles are not on there. Um, they're probably, their main excuse is, well, we just released remasters. I don't give a shit. I don't own a PlayStation 4. I bought Crash on Switch, but I don't. I think Spiral's dropping on the other ones. But They're, they're not going to sell this system, in my opinion. I mean, people are going to buy it, but not at the massive amounts that they thought that they were going to sell it. W- without some of these games being on there. Oh, no. It, it's going to get worse for them. Like, throughout my little story here. Okay. Oh, sorry. So. So. All right. Uh, <laughs> what, really, really do, do you have. Okay. So, story. this list sucks for me. I, I would switch this up mm-hmm. majorly. But, like, do you, do you have another game on that's not on this list that you would, like. I, I feel like. Okay. There's multiple Spyros for PlayStation 1. Yeah. I would put all of them on the list. Oh, fuck. I just remembered another giant classic on PlayStation. Ape Escape. Oh, yeah. That's a great game. That was a huge game. That's a big memory for me, for sure. It was big. 
exclusive, still exclusive. And it was one of the very first games. In my experience, it was the first game to ever use joysticks. Yep. The dual joysticks. So that to me, it was so revolutionary for me and my brother to use the dual joysticks in Apexcape. So the fact that that's not in there is also goofy. Uh, and that's a, I'm pretty sure that was a PlayStation. Like that was a Sony produced game. And maybe it's because it's dual joystick only. <sighs> so stupid. You okay. can't play. I had to go out and buy a Mad Cat's dual joystick controller because I couldn't afford a real one. So I had to go buy a Mad Cat's, uh, which was just the cheapest plastic oh, ever created. Yeah. And it immediately some some piece snapped in there and was r- rattling around inside <laughs> of it. But it, it just it still played the game, so we we just continued. Oh my god! So when uh, I remember when um, Metal Gear Solid dropped, uh-huh. and uh, you. It was recommended you get a dual joystick <clears throat> rumble controller. Uh-huh. My mom was like off to Target or whatever, and I, I made her buy me, or I probably gave her money because I, I would beg groceries at the time, but I had her get me a Thrustmaster. I, I said, whatever whatever dual shock you can get me. I don't care what it is. I just want to play this game with sure. DualShock. And <clears throat> I don't know if she cheaped out or what, but she came back with this Thrustmaster. Well, to her, it's all the same. Well, fine, but but, but I mean, think yeah. about it. As a parent, if your kid says, "I need, I need this," and you're looking at three different options, and this it's one's like, like seven, twenty bucks, bucks. Yeah. or fifty, yeah. right? It's like here's uh, the twenty. Yeah, here you go. Have a nice day. So I have this like big blue looks like a looks like a head <laughs> oh, of a battle yeah. axe. I was, I was trying to picture what these things look like, and now that you say that the big blue, I can picture that big, huge monstrosity of a, of a controller. Here it is. Yo. It looks like a top of a battle axe. <laughs> just ridiculous. It's just, yeah, it's huge. I, I never used that, but I've, I've seen it before. Um, mine still because works. Because I, I lived in GameStop practically oh, for a while. Yeah, yeah, you did. You got ripped off by them. Yep. Uh, mine still works. I still own it. Uh, I still use it. That's amazing. Well, congratulations, Mom. Your product still exists. Yeah. Um, Mine certainly did not. I'm sure mine is Yours crumbling in a in a landfill somewhere. Landfill somewhere, exactly. Um, I have a ton of classic PlayStation One games that I remember, but the one that is like my Hydro Thunder is uh, Blood Omen: Legacy of Cain. Ooh, that's on that's on PlayStation One. That is PlayStation One. Oh, I didn't realize. And that, that is a to me, it's a great RPG because it's not too deep. Mm-hmm. You get weapons, you get armor, but that's it. You don't have mm-hmm. to like do your attributes and stuff and you i love vampires so you're walking around as a vampire being a badass you can morph into a bad you can morph mm. into a werewolf but the other main what was the follow-up to that yeah called? the next classic that revolutionized playstation with no load times soul reaver oh soul reaver you were razel I, I never played soul reaver are you kidding me because i wasn't certain. oh yeah you couldn't there was no way in hell i was gonna be able to play soul reaver but I remember the hype around Soul Reaver, and I thought the Soul Reaver character looked so cool. Oh, dude! I remember was... just like staring at that cover so so many times. It's like, God, this game looks so good. But because I was such a sheltered little child, as cool as I thought Soul Reaver was, the fact that it was connected to Legacy of Cain, which was like Satan to me, I was like, Whoa! I don't know if I can play this game. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time, I thought he's such a cool looking character. And again, I've never played it, so you explain to the crowd. Um, <clears throat> it was a giant PlayStation 1 game. Not only did it have the best graphics of its time when it came out, um, his his like cape 
that like it was all ratty, like his clothes yeah. and his little cloth. The I'm cloth never... moved and the cape moved in a certain way. Um, there was no load times in the world. Mm. Now, if you go back and play it, you'll understand why they kind of had the fog. So low v- v- visual range. Mm-hmm. Um, but you remember load times? Some yeah. games, some games that suck took forever to yes. load. Siphon filter is a is a very good example of that. Siphon filter uh, nowadays is is essentially unplayable. Like the load times in it are uh, horrendous. I think a good way to experience PlayStation One games would be to boot your PS Two up, and there are settings in your PlayStation Two to uh, enable enhancements to PlayStation One games. Oh, um, that is probably a really good way to play it. And then since it's a PS Two, you get Dual Shocks. Sure. At any rate, um, those are a couple of my games that. Um, I would have had on this list. So if it gets hackable, I will totally buy one and put, well, I don't care if I have to make my own images. I own all my games. I'll rip them and put them on it. But mm-hmm. uh, this list, I would keep four, three games. This list is, to me, there's only one reason to buy this because I only, well, cool borders would be kind of cool. Uh, but Tekken 3, I loved Tekken 3. At the time, Jin Kusama was the coolest person in the world to me. I loved Jin Kusama. I thought he was just the the coolest person ever created. Maybe besides Batman himself, but like <laughs> oh just God. the fact that I just the first time I laid eyes on that character, I was like, I want to be that person because he was just he was so cool. You um, just liked his hair. Oh, his hair was epic. <laughs> Most epic hair. Is that the guy with the with the black and flaming pants? Yep. Oh Jesus. The cool the the cool like hand uh, punching oh, yeah. gloves and his amazing tattoo and the six pack. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, but he his character and it, it had a lot to do with his hair. I thought his hair was so amazing. <laughs> I was like, look at this guy. He's like so cool. I have to be him right now. But uh, tell me you were him for Halloween. No, I mean, I, I mean, I, did you, did you, I wanted to be him oh, in real life. Steve, what I'm saying. Fuck Halloween. You should cosplay him. <gasps> oh you, yeah, pretty, you could do it. You got more hair than I do. He's pretty iconic. It wouldn't be that hard to do it. But I remember, like, as a kid, like he had him and his dad in the game. I think it's his dad. The other Kusama. It's got to be his dad. Anyways, I've only played a couple. They all him and the, the villain too. They all have like the like flared up like eyebrows. Oh at yeah, the, yeah. At the tips. I would do that as a kid. <laughs> I would like. Yeah, like, like get them wet and like flare up the side of my like my eyebrows so that oh look at, I look just like I look just like Jinku Sama right now. <laughs> it was just so crazy, but it's it's what it's what a young, I like preteen does. Preteens do the very stupid. Yeah, you look at a preteen and you're like, God, you're so stupid all the time. I well, hate. Pre-teens. What's funny is like when you're that young, you want to be everybody else, and when you grow up, you're like, I don't want to be like anybody. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but I remember just uh, – I thought he was so cool. So to, to me, like when I think – when I look at this whole list, there's only two – oh, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal. Tangent. And like you said, Twisted Metal 2 is way, uh, way better. Controls are better. Everything's better. Everything's better about it. So I almost don't even want to play Twisted Metal 1 because like Twisted Metal 2 is so night and day better. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, but Tekken 3 would be worth it. Abe's Odyssey is fun too because you can fart. God, that game is so fun. Abe's Odyssey? Never heard of it. Oh, no, no, no I have. I have. I have. It's side scrolling. Yeah, you can yeah, fart. Yeah. That's a really fun game. I never played it, though. Ugh. Your parents didn't like farting, or? 
<laughs> no, I just. I... All right. So there's the main issue, right? Is that the list of games sucked. That'd be enough of, of a reason for me not to buy that. Cause so I'm, you have I'm not going to buy it for one game. Yeah. A bunch more people cancel the pre-orders. And the internet is like rumbling of like, what, where, like, where did you find these fucking games? Sure. What's classic about any of this sure. shit? Uh, plus the open source emulation, which just it is totally fine in my head. I don't care if you use an open source engine, but uh-huh. it just seems lazy. Sure. Because they're not optimizing anything. Right. There's no DualShock. There's no Rumble. Now we find out a lot of the games are PAL versions. So PAL is uh, Europe. Well, Europe has a different resolution. We do... Uh, how does this work? I think we do 60 hertz here at 30 frames a second. Uh-huh. They do 50 hertz at like fucking 20-something. So it's a lot worse. For us. Because our TVs aren't made that way. Yeah, PAL runs at 25 frames a second. NTFS runs at 29.9, so it's 30. Now, these are older games, so... Do they need a lot of frame frame rate? So it's not that. It's supposedly the human eye can't tell 30 and above. Oh, so you can actually physically tell the difference. So now the the games that are PAL images, like PAL games, mm-hmm. you'll see noticeable lag. Mm. Because we're on NTSC TVs. Hmm. What the flying F? That is a super lazy move. You... Nintendo did it. They did. Okay. Per region, they made a very specific console per sure. region. Like, the U.S. got its NES. Mm-hmm. Japan got its NES. Yeah. Europe got theirs. Right. Very interesting. So, is there another issue beyond this? Um, uh, no, I think that just all okay. equals trash. So, either way, poor quality hardware slash software. I, I, I would think the hardware is fine. It's the software. Okay. So poor quality, lazy, yeah, actually more likely even. I had joke. Do you remember the remember those Sega Genesis's and the and the like Ataris you see in the yeah, stores? The, the cheap like, ones, like At Games makes yeah, they, them. They cost like forty bucks. I jokingly said uh, that At Games must have made this because of how crap it's turning out to be. Well, well, because uh, for instance, on the Nintendo, you have save states, you have rewind. You don't have that. Like, I can pause the game and create a save. Sure. You couldn't do that on the original NES. Right. They don't have save states. They don't have rewind. Mm. It's a very lazy move move of, like, here's a menu, pick a game, play it like the original. There's no enhancement. They're just going for an easy, super easy, and super cheap cash grab. And apparently they picked titles off the floor and added them on here. Because they're like, wait, how much is it going to... Does anyone own this right now besides us? Does Naughty Dog own it? They do? Okay, then we're not talking about that. Yeah. Is this on archive.org for free? Uh, let's grab that. Yeah, exactly. So it's, that's, like you said, they used open source software. So from the get-go, they're going very cheap. <laughs> yeah. They're not trying very hard. Picked up titles right off the floor that no one even knows half of them. Uh, and then lazy software on top of it. Yeah. There's no enhancements. They picked, they were lazy on the, the game selection for uh, region. NTS, North America should have had only NTSC images. Um, Europe should have had only PAL. I mean, to keep it correct, sure. viewing-wise. Sure. And then um, 
And then the controller, yeah. Oh, my bad. You were right. The hardware was bad or lazy. Oh, yeah. Good, the, yeah. It was a controller. Mm-hmm. Part of it. Otherwise, the actual PlayStation, people love it. Like, it is true. There's even the little door flap on the back left that was the parallel port where you'd plug in. Like, I did my Game Shark or my um, memory card thing. Right. That's that door's there. It doesn't. You can't open it, but it's there. Like it's carved out and everything. Mm-hmm. Doesn't open. It's just etched. I hear you. So they did a really good job on the case. Nothing else. Hmm. Which so it is, looks good as an item to put on your desk. Uh, yeah. So fingers crossed it gets hacked. I guess. I mean, if they're using open source uh, emulator, if it's open source, it'll get hacked the very first day they release it. I'm assuming that's what's going to happen. The hard part is. I, I have to give them money to correct. to use it. Right. And that's going to be the biggest deal there is. Is it worth your money slash time to give somebody else your money for work that you're going to have to do? Because you I, I are I don't gonna... care about that because that's a fun project. What I am pissed off about is people are going to buy it to hack it, but Sony's going to get the wrong idea that they're buying it because they like it. Mm. They're not buying it because it, of what is on it. They're buying it... To enhance it themselves. Because you didn't make it properly the first time. Yeah. That's lame. Because I don't want to give them my money. Uh, like, all of it. Sure. i pay 50 bucks mm-hmm. today for it. Mm-hmm. Not liking it. But to give them $100 when it's hacked just proves, oh, well, we made it. Well, no, I just want the fucking case. But that's the thing. You still don't have the controller, so maybe maybe the hack will allow because um, the controller ports are USB. So maybe so maybe someone will hack a DualShock to go on the USB. Um, we'll see. I, I'm You'll probably be able to totally use, like, waiting yeah, game in like the PlayStation Three controller or something. Oh, that'd be cool. All right. Well, should we wrap it up there? <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You're cutting out our TV reviews. We'll, we'll we'll bring those up next time. There is no next time, Steve. Well, there'll, there'll be a lot more next times. So. Yeah, there is. All right. So we also. Uh, oh just, my gosh, we have new news. We're on yeah. Stitcher. Yep, we're we are on Stitcher. Uh, so that's just one more place where you guys can find us, or maybe where you did find us. Um, that's kind of just exciting. So you, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us pretty damn near any place. I, I don't know if we're on SoundCloud yet. Maybe we need to look into that. I don't know if that costs money to get on there or not. You want to get on SoundCloud? I thought that was only for DJs. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, uh, you can. Uh, we we release tons of content on our Facebook page. If you guys want to keep up on that, just go to Facebook and search for Flipping and Mashing. We are always posting up new gaming and pinball news up there all the time. Oh, that's how I kind of get my news now is from <laughs> pretty much you posting through <laughs> our Facebook. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. As well as uh, go to Podbean, just search for Flipping and Mashing. You have a lot more content on there. You can find our personal Twitters as, uh, as well as other stuff. Uh, well, that's it for today. We will see you guys later. Bye, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Steve. And this is Parnell. And uh, we're in the middle of a blizzard right now, uh, traveling to go pick up a pinball machine because we're hardcore. We are dedicated like crazy! <laughs> and uh, uh, be careful coming up here because this, is, this looks a little shady. What? Yep. We're, uh, we're in the Jeep Jeep. Yep. We got snow tires, man. That's true. But 
we're gonna rock rear wheel drive as long as we can until we get in the ditch. Then we'll put it in four wheel and then uh, get more buried. No, we already saw some guy hit a, a light post on the way here. Yeah, no, he didn't hit it. He took it with him. He took out the light post. I've never seen anybody take out the light post. Well, anyways, uh, we're gonna go pick up Dragon right now, and then uh, we'll bring it back to the office, uh, set it up near the what's it called? Rollerblading disco. Yeah, rollerblading disco. So we'll set it up near uh, roller disco, and then we'll try to take it apart, test it, not necessarily. Dragon, I, I'm just, we believe Dragon works pretty fine. It's about trying to test uh, roller disco to see if the parts work on it, and then we know that those are the parts that we need to replace, and then we can actually get it working properly. Uh, but either way, uh, pretty excited to go pick this up right now. Obviously, excited enough to travel in this uh, hellstorm of snow. <laughs> uh, um, it snowed pretty hard all morning. Like yeah. The plows came through some places, but we're we're going to the middle of freaking nowhere, uh, Wisconsin, to go find this game. Right. Yeah. So we're in the country right now. Um, I'm not. It's, it's been a little little bit of a drive. It's not real close. Yeah. It's about thirty minutes yes. out of town. But anyways, it's exciting. I, I've uh, only seen pictures of the game, so we'll see how it tests out and uh, hopefully get good price on it. We have a, a price in mind where we're going to try to take it on and uh, we'll see if we can lock it in at that. And then I bring it back, start cleaning it up, fix it up. Yeah, the first thing we got to do is get that battery replaced on that CPU port. Okay. Yeah, we got a, there's a, a pin wiki for the system, one Gottlieb, and that should literally tell us everything we need to do with like where to get replacements and what to replace it with and stuff. Perfect. Perfect. We need to get new light bulbs and stuff like that. Maybe I'll take a glance on the I internet. I actually have from... I think I bought a bunch from that EM that I was working on that I didn't use. Okay. And I never returned them, so I have a ton of those bayonet style. Okay. So you can just have them. Well, I can buy them off you. That way I don't get something out of them. I don't right. dumb enough not to return them. Okay. <laughs> Alright. They're not... I think they're Comet sunlight, but they're... Yeah. What are you saying? That's this uh, the specific type of color you're saying? Yeah, so it's like a soft white, so it won't be too harsh. Okay. But they're still, they're not like pure retro. But that's that's better for this game anyways. One, we want it to be brighter, but two, it probably, if it's that harsh white, it's going to look almost ugly. Yeah, when I did my play ball, I made sure to get retro coin takers, and I thought they looked, they were, I bought Pinball Life, couple of theirs that people recommended. I bought Comets, a bunch of those recommended, and a couple others that were kind of generic or from recommendations online. And the Comet Retro Sunlight or Warm Light were the only ones that I thought actually looked similar to an incandescent. They still are not perfect, but they are close and they still look good and they don't blind you. That plot was huge. <laughs> So, it, yeah, you're really, there's going to be purists that want the, the incandescent, and luckily in a home environment, since it's not being left on, you're not going to wreck your game with the, like the bulbs getting too hot and warping plastics. But at the same time, you know, they usually go out more often than an LED. They do get hot, so in my head, you're better off going LED because 
It's something you can replace. You don't, you know, when you sell the game, people that buy it don't like it can almost switch it to the other one. Right. I mean, I guess personally, I think that they look better with LEDs, but I guess I understand if somebody else, well, some games look better. Like, for instance, I wouldn't put LEDs in your uh, Lord of the Rings game. No, I would agree. That game is gorgeous. It, it's a little dark, but that movie's kind of the same way. Yeah. Uh, it, it gives it a really great, warm feeling. It's like an old... I don't know, it's kind of feel, it feels like you're in that environment. It's like candlelit in a cave or in an old house. That dim, but but bright look. I don't know. No, I, I know what you're saying. You, almost yeah, see? almost like if you're in like you going a lamp. Yeah, like in a an old pub. Like yeah, a, yeah, candlelit pub. Oh, candle. Ooh, it's like we're having fancy dinner with wine. No, no, you went the wrong direction. Oh. Talking like like a pirate cold. We're at sea of thieves. Yeah, getting scurvy. Yeah, so I'm gonna look up online to see if there's any like YouTube videos of somebody who's I don't know done stuff with uh, uh, the Dragon Game. So that might mimic whatever they did if I like it. If not, then uh, we'll be free-flowing and we'll figure it out however we think it looks good. What if... Hey, you know what? Pinball Machine's going to help us get traction because it's so damn heavy. That's a good idea. That's a good point. We brought our dolly. We brought... I mean, yeah, hopefully my, we can just carry it over the snow anyways. We got my mobile toolkit, but I uh, have a back muscle that freaked out, so... I'll just put it on my shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be okay holding it. Just just uh, lifting it up from the ground up is going to be... I'll have to be very careful. Okay. But my back does feel better than it did yesterday. I think I slept on a bed. I'm sick, so... Ugh. So you're just kind of a bitch. <laughs> hey, uh, I like to get real whiny with my life, so... Like, uh... Cornell, can you, can you do the dishes or clean? No, I just don't feel good. But I'm really good about playing video games when I'm sick. Or watching TV. <laughs> I can do that real good. No, I'm not. Oh, speaking of games, Warframe just came out today. Warframe dropped! So I've been trying to download this game all day long. The funny part, it's like 12 gigs. Right. So it's big. Yeah. Uh, Steve's on the guest network for work, and I have that limited to, God, it's maybe a big. It is so slow. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, it's not downloading. <laughs> because, yeah, it's taking a long time to download. But then, two, something that's weird is that uh, they didn't release the game until, like, noon. And I'm not used to that. Like, like Destiny or any other game, honestly, any other game I've played, they always release in, like, the middle of the night or, like, at midnight. So, uh, by the time I wake up, I just punch download and it's all ready to go for me. Or if I have it already on auto-download, by the time I wake up, it's already been downloaded for me and I can start playing. When I got to the office this morning, I was expecting to be able to just have it download all day. It didn't even start until after, you know, lunch. Yeah, that that's kind of Nintendo's thing, is they uh, definitely don't release games until, I want to say it's between 10 and noon our time. Um, is there a reason behind it? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if they do it to sync up with Japan or what. I don't know if there's some time thing over there where they want it released in Japan on a certain time, so it just translates to us being at a weird hour. Maybe it's like their midnight or their middle of the night. Yeah, I, yeah I'd have to kind of do the clock comparison. Um, Chris will probably text us or write us 
Hey, dumbass, you should, uh, should Google it before you get on your podcast. <laughs> it's better this way, Chris. <laughs> we're just making fools of ourselves. <laughs> exactly. So, we're almost there, but uh, one thing, we just saw the bar owner uh, where The Sopranos is and Batman, and I asked him, because I fixed The Sopranos like a week or two ago, and he said today when he went to the work that uh, Sopranos had an out-of-order sign on it again. So, he doesn't know what it is. I gotta drop by the bargain and check it out. I'm gonna have to, we have to make like a Google, like a Google number, and so people, like, like the bartender could text us what the problem is, and it goes to a Google account instead of like, you know, our personal thing. Sure, if you, if you, that way it's just not bothering you all the time. Yeah, we're, we're like, you could get, you could get the text to, or the email or whatever, instead of, and then it's one of those things where if you put it up on the wall so that even patrons of the location could could text, like, hey, found this problem with this game, it goes to this general mailbox kind of thing instead of someone's personal phone number. Sure. Yeah. That might be a good thing to look into. Sounds good. Was this in here? Oh, we got a little bit. Okay. I'm going to kick in six-wheel drive, though. Oh. We have a Dodge T-Rex. <laughs> I used to think that those were the coolest trucks of all time. Oh, with the, like, four wheels in the back? Yeah. They were a big deal for a very short period of time. I don't... Like, when I was a kid, they made, like, a whole bunch of different, like, toys, operable, and a bunch of stuff, and then... I never saw one in real life, obviously, but, uh... I've just seen pictures, and I think you sent one the other day, but... Yeah. I... There's people that mod every... There's, like, a Ford version... And then there's the Ram one. I don't know. They they seem pretty ridiculous. Wait, they, they have a six-wheeled Raptor. Someone made... Well, I don't know if it's a Raptor. It's like a 350 or something. Oh. I mean, there's a company that mods them up like that, and they're kind of mimicked off like a military vehicle, but they're kind of just used in Texas because it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger the better. Is that a bobcat? No, it's deer. Oh, little, little family of deer. Too bad you don't have your hunting stuff with you. I don't have any hunting stuff. So you could just go tackle them. Well, we could just ram them with this. I'm, I'm sure your jeep will take it. Oh, well, I'm a little ram kit on here. It'll break, it'll break my bumpers. Is he flashing you for? Probably a deer. Oh, oh no, because that guy's backing out. That's why. Oh. He was warning you. Yep, we got snow trucks and snow plows all over the place right now. No trucks. Trucks with plows on. My gosh, we're going to need chains. We're going through the mountains soon. <laughs> this is this is a good day to pick to do this because now it's it's kind of just... Oh, shoot. I went past it. Now it's just kind of fun. We're like, oh, we're proving that we're hardcore enough to... Survive all this. Yeah, to be dumb enough to go into the... The winter... Winter chaos. The bad winter weather of pinballing. We're turning around in the middle of a row that is very wide. And there's a corner near us. There we go. Oh, there's another deer. Okay, we'll hit this one. It's a prime. It's a prime target. 
We'll probably just have to cut this out. He does not care. His tail's not even up. There's another one. Oh, it's a buck. It's a eight pointer. Yes. Oh. Oh, dude. I think Wisconsin's hunting just kind of started. All right. Here we are. We'll uh, we'll start recording again once we pick her up. Yeah. Tell you how I felt. Hopefully, if I break myself, that you can drive stick. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds good. We'll figure it out. All right. See you guys in a second. All right. And with the power of uh, podcasting, we're back. We got it all loaded up. Oh, you ruined it. We should have faked it that we didn't get it. That we smashed it to smithereens. That we dropped it. Yeah. Uh, Got it all loaded up. Tested it uh, slightly before we got it in here. It works good. It looks good. Parnell had already looked over it once. Four, he's already been out uh, one time to already check it out. Uh, so we already had a good idea of what it played like. We just turned it on to make sure it was still functional. Um, it needs a good cleaning, and then, yeah, the legs aren't leveled enough to give that. Steve wants the speed. Right. Well, yeah, the ball moves, the ball moves pretty slow. So we have to adjust it so that the ball speed will will go up. I mean, obviously polishing the, the play field will make the ball move a little bit quicker, but it's going to need uh, to be leveled out better so that the ball will, will travel up and down. Better incline? Yeah, incline, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, it needs new bulbs for sure. There's some bulbs that are already out, but like we said beforehand, try to put in some nice, uh, nice flashy bulbs. There might be some different areas on the cabinet that can be uh, painted and Updated. Yeah, there's some portions on the cabinet that could be. You want to paint the cabinet? I'm not saying paint the whole cabinet. Because I understand, like, the one has, like, this speckled look that you can't really duplicate. Oh, Two yeah. has the stencils and stuff like that, that you could technically duplicate, but it would take a long time and it's just not really worth it. Um, but there's other portions that could be updated, like around the neck and stuff like that. Oh, I don't know. Just, I just, just leave it. Just leave it. Just. I mean, I don't know why you'd spend the time or money on doing it. Okay. The person that's going to buy it is probably either a newbie or a purist, and they're going to want. They either won't know if they're they just want a game, or they will know and it's not the right color. Gotcha. I don't know. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I love the artwork. I think that that backsplash is so cool. The backsplash is so mint. It is super pristine. The game is in really good shape. So, it wasn't a steal, it was a deal. And uh, it'll be a nice game to have with roller discos. You have two of the same generation, similar, same board sets. Um, it's, it'll be a nice game to have. It'll play similar. This is not a wide body, so it'll play a little different than roller disco. <clears throat> and. Um, it, like, it doesn't have drop targets, so it'll be a, a lot of a different feel. So it'll be a good pair to have where you have two solid states. One is, like, uh, drop targets and the pops, and the one is pops and the spinner and the berry target. I mean, it'll be a, it'll be a good game to have as a mix and shake-up. Sure. Um, <coughs> I do think it looks cool. I like it. Uh, we'll get it all cleaned up and put new rubbers on it and have it... Ooh, ready to do, fly. You can do clear rubbers again like you did roller disco. I haven't decided. I have to look over the color scheme to see if uh, I'll put maybe a specific color on it. Huh. Clear rubbers don't leave the dust, really. 
Well, you just have to get the silicon. The silicon ones will be the ones that don't do the, the dust thing. Because that's uh, all right. Well, then that's what we'll do. Because the big deal is I don't want dust all over the place. Yeah. Although, okay, those black ones from uh, what's it called? Batman: The Dark Knight. Yeah. Are those silicon? No. Okay. Yeah, that will get dirty again. But Batman, if you put white rubbers in that game, it look ugly. I'm not saying you do. No, but like, do they make? Do they make black silicon? Yeah. All right. How can we do Just, that? He didn't want to spend all the money on it. Okay. Gotcha. Um, you could get, uh, since it's dragon, green ones might look alright. Otherwise, just the plain old white set is like $15. And it's going to be your cheapest option. If you go silicon, you're going to be paying for it. So, it really depends on what you want. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you got anything more than that. I had the coin max, so you can put this on route. You could make, you could become a, a route king. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> it, it would be kind of cool to have it on route. I don't know. If, I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I don't know. I mean, in a way, if we put it in the bar, that might be worth it in and of itself. Because then it, it gives the bar more of a full feeling. That was my thing. Was like, even if it's a bad game, it's still a game. Right. I mean, and if it doesn't. It creates an atmosphere. Yeah, if it doesn't get a lot of quarters, you can just pull it out. Or you can even put a for sale sign on it at the bar. Ooh. And maybe a patron wants it. That's there's not a, bad. There's a bunch of pinball people that like playing. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. One, it makes it feel more full. Two, it makes you money in the meantime. And three, maybe it can sell itself. Yeah. You put a one quarter a play or whatever and Sure. It's not a bad idea. But either way, it's another cool little project to, to tinker with and get this thing up and running. It will be exciting, as well as being able to finally get Roller Disco up and running. So I'm excited about both. I'm thinking we'll do about 90% of the work and then we'll just leave it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, it's almost done. We're good here. <laughs> this walk away. Let's walk away. Uh, I think for Christmas, I'm going to ask everybody to like watch my family so I can have time to fix my stuff. <laughs> there we go. For Christmas, all I want you to do is please give me a half an hour at the end of the day. Or not half an hour, four hours. Yeah, just watch my family. Watch my daughter. Watch my dog. I don't care. Just so I can go do something. Yeah, I need to take care of my games. I got that EM gun game that Coney Island still has to get fixed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, there's Project of the Yin Yang for me. And I'm thinking about buying a, a classic Stern because Slam Tilt keeps talking about him. Just bad news. I got a, I got a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you either need to find somebody who buys these things and actually, like, does something with them so you can sell them off as is or actually fix them up and sell them. Kind of like Black Hole, where I probably undercut myself because I just want to get rid of it. Yeah. You know? Either way. But at least you finally got rid of Black Hole. Yeah. In, in a way, it's good. It's a shame you never got to play it one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the, the buyer, the, he lives a little bit, like an hour or so from us, so I could go visit it, visit my baby. He sent me pictures, so... Wait, does he have it up and running now? Yeah, he got it up and running in like a week. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> like he, 
he probably knew the gem that it actually was. That's that's good. Um, I feel like if as long as you give decent deals to other people that you know where you're gonna get to know, then they'll they'll pay you back like that. For instance, Chris, he'll sell like he'll sell me a game at the price he paid. He doesn't want to make money off his friends because he just needs to get what he owes out of it. Okay. So I mean, if I sold you a game, I would do the same thing. I would sell you at what I have into it, not to make money off. Okay, sure. So you know, it's kind of a karma thing. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And, you know, I've been talking to James about trying to get a little bit of a for sale group or ring going around in the upper Minnesota so we could get some deals flying around. So, who? That guy that bought Black Hole. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But, um, I talked to uh, Dan from the dog park. He knows this guy that uh, had a three, kind of like System 11 from uh, Curling. And I guess he bought like a lot of fifteen games. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so he is having. I don't know if he's got them yet or what, but they're all. So I thought Dan was going to his house the other day. I gotta hit him up and ask what the update is. That's a lot of games. Do you know where he got them from? No, but I guess there are a lot of old games with like uh, like EMs, maybe a handful of solid states. But uh, I want to figure that out. I, I, I told Dan, I saw him the other day at the dog park, that uh, if that guy needs help or questions or anything, just uh, just let me know. But if he has that many games, sounds like we need to become friends so that we can have League at his house, potentially. If he wants to. Sure. I'm not going to force him on me. Right. But uh, if it, I don't know, he, maybe he's a hermit, but at the same time, he might be somebody who's actually wants to share his collection with everybody else. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up there. As always, you can follow us on uh, Facebook and uh, search for us on Podbean or everywhere you can find it, uh, podcasts on Spotify and everything else. Uh, so that's it for today. See you guys later. Bye-bye, Steve. <laughs> Bye-bye.